one less bomb maker in the world would be a good thing. Exactly. One bomb maker. We're trying to find out how an entire network of terrorist groups is financed and you give us one bomb maker. Hardly the big picture, wouldn't you say? The man isn't even a true believer. He's a gun for hire. And thanks to your overdeveloped trigger finger, we have no idea who hired him or why. And how the hell did you find out where I lived? Same way I found out your name. I thought M was a randomly assigned letter. I had no idea it stood for... Utter one more syllable and I'll have you killed. I knew it was too early to promote you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. So your mistake will be short-lived. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does. I think we're sitting the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. And we are joined here by friend of the podcast, neighbor of the podcast. Absolutely. Richard from just down the street. How you doing, Richard? Hello there. Now, Richard, we haven't had you on in... It's been a while. It's been uh, a while. Days of Thunder was the last. We, shut up, really? I yeah. think wow. it was. Gold, GoldenEye must have been after oh, that. No, yes, GoldenEye. GoldenEye. So this is, this is number three, though. Oh, yes. Is that, is that the most frequent guest? Like, not including Ethan. Is that the most frequent guest spot we've had? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Jay Salahi's on two. Yeah. So Richard went, I got to get in here. And Debbie's on I got to break this tie. Two. Debbie's on Dangerous Minds. Yeah. And Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah, she yeah, Moulin yeah. Rouge. There we yeah. go. So she's on two. So Richard really is the yeah. most frequent guest wow. so far on the pod. I'm on it. Is that sticker worthy? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if it's this button. Let's just push it. <laughs> Sticker word. There we are. So. You know what? I can post that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy one. Just walk it <laughs> so, a big welcome to Richard. And we're, that's because we're here, episode 89, Casino Royale. Yeah. 89. 89. Like, 100's really close. It is, isn't it? Are we doing something special for 100? Uh, it happens to line up with something special that's going on. I'll just say that. Okay. So, there we go. Actually, when I saw what scheduled had peered for 100, I was like, that's okay. That, 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 that's an all right thing for 100. And then uh, I've, got some, I've got some festivities planned, as I'm known to do. So, uh, speaking of festivities... You've always got some festivities. Speaking of festivities, best month ever, again. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, like, something like, I don't know, probably in the last month, we've done what it took, like, our first, like, seven months to get. Really? You know, oh, like, it's, it's ridiculous what we're doing now. Oh, so I'm, massive, I'm blown away. A massive thank you to anybody out there. First yeah, time. Everybody downloaded. First time. Or thank you. This is our 151st piece of content we've put out. <laughs> so although we have 100 reviews, that will be the 100, episode 100 will be 100 full reviews. But, um, you know, we've done 151 with all the stuff, with all the who do you think you are, all the cleared for takeoffs, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia. Uh, skip it. Speaking of reviews and downloads, I do have um, bragging rights. I'd just like to share for a second here. I got a message from It's a Musical Podcast. Okay. And it says... So your episode is the only, it's your favourite musical episode to surpass 100 downloads in its first week, and it's only been five days. It's the second episode overall that isn't live theatre to hit that mark. We've blown up in Virginia. Do you have friends and family there? Definite bragging rights over Ian. <laughs> I don't know. Why did it become about, about me, 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 and everybody <laughs> bragging about them? I thought we were a community. What's going on here? We I, are I, a I've actually got in my notes here to promote the appearance. Like I've got no issues. Like, oh, if I came at you with some sort of list with numbers about people, I mean, I'd be really surprised. 
<laughs> like you didn't rank our appearances on best I, month. Ever. I was given some numbers by Josh, and I read them out Which as a public service. For <laughs> no, I, think, I think we query. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of numbers and charts, let's go ahead and see how we've done around the world, shall we? So oh, we charted okay. this month in America. America. We were number fifty-three here at home. We were Ooh. also in Canada, Hello. in Australia, okay. uh, number nine in South Korea. We charted in Denmark, the Netherlands, number nineteen in New Zealand. They haven't gotten mad at us for doing the whole New Zealand Australia oh, joke last week. Listen. Thank you. Number 29 in Switzerland. Number 27 in Saudi Arabia. We charted in South Africa, Singapore, Finland. We charted in the Ukraine. Number 9. Malaysia. Number 20. Czech Republic. Uh, Nigeria. Ghana. 25. Number 4 in Paraguay. Number 8 in Uganda. And we had dipped down to 2 midweek, but we finished as number one. Thanks for leaving the light on. It's Sierra Leone. There we go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, and even just down the street, Richard, and (laughs) here in our local part of the world, I'm sure we do okay. Thank you very much. So, um, big promos. We did last week, we did Heat. End of hot film summer. That's our last clasp to to summertime. Heat. (laughs) Yeah. Heat. Can we bring the heat? Hot film summer. Um, BFE quiz night. We did do that. It's still, the numbers for that are really strong. And uh, BFE back to school, which just dropped on Friday. And people are still chiming in with lists. And I'm going, you missed your window. You're late for class. You are late. Take this slip and fill your detention. (laughs) And next time, show up early. So uh, some reflections and corrections. Uh, I got to hit this on myself. There's a mistake I've just realized I like it when I just play it. We don't know who it is because then I don't have to have Liam sing along my my my, my guilt as we go along. But uh, no, I'll sing mine along too. No, you do, no, to be fair, you do you do everybody absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one goes. Ethan was right. It was. Do you remember? the 21st night of September because I was like no no I'm sure it's 20th and then the next day I heard it everywhere really oh every, everyone <laughs> I was I heard it ev- in the supermarket the other day and was like I, but people were just singing ages. it around the thing people were oh it's the 21st day I'm like well, this is just like the universe taunting me for being wrong oh. hashtag Ian is never always right oh, that's just way too wordy let's stick with what we got the branding not works always right Ian is not always right that's just one extra uh, I thought last episode was really really strong I really enjoyed talking about heat um, yeah i did uh i am so thankful that we have georgia on the podcast because i yeah. think i've got one of the greatest sets of bloopers for the blooper reel where georgia goes through her face blindness <laughs> if you're going ian you wouldn't have harvested that clip for the end of year so oh, i have <laughs> absolutely oh, he, I will. Have. he will he i will. forgot the first part i was listening back to in the car and going i need to make sure i go home and harvest this <laughs> and i have so there we go yeah. uh, i put a poll out there as i'm known to do occasionally because i thought to myself we talked a lot about point break and heat we do. And these two films. And I went, which film do people like better? Richard, have you ever seen uh, Heat? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, have you not? Okay. No. So I was looking. So I asked people only if they'd known both of them. Both movies, yeah. Which one would be? So let's just do it around the table before I reveal the results. Liam, if it's you, Point Break or Heat? Point Break. Okay. Georgia, did you see both? I did, okay. yeah. Um, I didn't really like either of them, I won't lie. But I think people have probably voted Point Break. No, no, that wasn't what I've asked you. I've asked for you what is it. <laughs> um... This is what I got to deal with. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I know. It was I clear. I, I gave you choice A, choice B, and you decided to go with choice C. What was the audience pick? It looks like you don't get to be a president. That's right. <laughs> it's more interesting, isn't it? So which one did you go for? If you, we had to. Gun to your head, because there's three minutes. Which one is better? Okay, the yes. heat is on. Come on. Don't be a hero. Point break. Point break. Okay. I, too, would choose point break. Yep. 
I put the poll out there at the start of it. Like it was at the start of a day. It was like 75, 25. It has since come down to 70, uh, 58, 42, but heat is the better film. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I thought point break would have had more casual sort of fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people who aren't really in the diehard. Like we said, he's a, he's a very macho film. I don't know. I should, yeah, I, should, I, should, I should have tagged M, and she would have found like seven burner accounts to make sure Keanu wins. Even though that, <laughs> yeah, she would have done. Even though um, he is more of a serious movie, um, it is. It is. They are very parallelly in the way they come across. Yeah. Um, but I like I like um, Point Break only because it's got a more fun element to it. Yeah. Yeah, that more carefree element, yep. and that um, Point Break feels like I went to a movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like it's know, fun at the fun. movies. Yeah. You know, it's surfing, serious. like it's surfing at sky. It's so ridiculous, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, same. Whereas, you know, heat's a little, a little slower, a little slower, heat's and it's a bit heavier. Big actors, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to admit this: it's got a great cast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that midweek, and went, oh, I wish I found <laughs> a way to bring cast. that in. You have now. <laughs> was, that, was that your Joker audition? Because that's what it looked like. No, <laughs> that was that was me doing. It was Nicholas Cage upside down. For people who listened last week, there we you go. You'd like to stick your head right in that cast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to tweet those pictures. I'm going to do that right okay, now. Okay, well, anyway, while you're doing that, uh, so one more thing, because I has every Saturday I kind of take a look at our trends and kind of go where we're going. I made a prediction a long time ago, or a promise. Yeah. That if you we, did. That if we, were on, that if we hit 50,000 by our second birthday. You did. I will use one of my picks. You did. To do Dirty Dancing. At the time. Have you not learned anything yet? Felt like a safe bet. <laughs> because oh, it was yeah. predicted. We hit fifty thousand in July. Yeah, at most recent count, it's predicting April 9th. Really? Now we only have to get to March twelfth. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm starting Woo! to get a little bit worried that I will be choosing yet again to choose one of Liam's favorite movies. One yeah, that boy. I think I remember liking a lot more than Greece too. So it would. It's not a super punishment, but I don't want to use one of my picks oh, on Dirty Dancing. You liked it more than Greece too. Yeah, I can understand. That. <laughs> That's, that's right. That's fine. I just remember how refreshing it is to have a female lead who can act. <laughs> Those are funny words. There we go. Jennifer Grey's really good. At uh, she is very good. And Swayze. And if anyone on. knows, she knows. She knows. That's right. Uh, let's. So that's kind of where we're at as far as that goes. But let's do some shout outs. I've even harvested a clip for this first one here. Oh, nice. Because I want to give a shout out to friend of the podcast, Reverend Bruce. <laughs> I was like, why is he laughing? I think I thought to myself, Reverend Bruce needed needed, needed something. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. been long enough now. We've got, you know, all Absolutely. the others. He needed something and I thought it was hitting my head. I'm like, what do I know that from? All I had in my head was the hallelujah. I'm like, where is that? And it's gonna be a long time to remember it's from the How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Wow. You know how every show has I always say that every show has that song in the second act that like no one remember like it's not one of the ones you remember. I'm like, I always fall in love with it whether it's all alone at the drive-in movie yeah i mentioned that the other day or whether it's uh i'm all alone from spam a lot yeah, yeah. well for for that one that, that was the song i loved that song oh, there we are and i was tap dancing don't just oh it was great i just love it i'm not really big i would like to have been in that in that number that was a fun number 
But anyway, Reverend Bruce. The only all-female number in the entire show. (laughs) Reverend Bruce has been asked by his congregation, I believe, and his wife to stop saying lovely because he's picked up the word lovely on account of the podcast. Really? Well, I've told you, this is not a word we use in North America. And when I went home, I I was was talking back to him going, I hear you. Because when I went home, I was being told that it comes off really effeminate. He said, that's exact. I'm being told I'm too effeminate. (laughs) And I have to stop saying lovely because I've picked it up from your podcast. That's lovely. I think... (laughs) I think hearing that made me think it was lovely, lovely, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> lovely. So there we go. Uh, Josh, from your next favorite movie, uh, I had the engagement numbers a little bit mixed up from last week. Yeah. Uh, Ellie was ahead of Ethan. Uh, so it goes Liam, Ian, Ellie, Ethan, Georgia. Oh, we're not, we're not ranking numbers, are we not? No, I'm, I was clarifying a mistake <laughs> that I made. Last week. <laughs> the to be fair, you do talk a lot. That's I do, why you, you, I do. You're going to probably have more. I don't know. And Georgia said, was very quick to go, but I had the most engagement. Ooh. <laughs> that might, might, and then I got a message. A <laughs> I got a message from Josh from my next favorite movie. <laughs> he said, I'm pretty sure I heard Georgia bring up the notifications on the episode, so I've done this. And it's Ooh. a list of how, whatever we were. Princess Bride, 48 retweets, five quote tweets. 55 likes that's pretty good bridget jones 44 4 and 46 so less on all three for ellie oh, okay. star wars ethan 43 3 and 45 that surprises me lower even yet greece 42 2 and 43 mm, is that good it's the lowest of everything we've had so far, Liam. Crap. <laughs> so georgia a reminder was 48 retweets i had 48 retweets Georgia had eight quote tweets. I had four quote tweets. Georgia had 55 likes. I had 59 likes. He said, by the way, though, Ian, you also had the most comments. So (laughs) the king of engagement (laughs) is here. Acknowledge me. That's right. Acknowledge me. (laughs) me. I'm starting with It's a Musical Podcast and my episode with them because it's really good. And I've heard it's a lot better than the one about Chicago. So. (sighs) Oh, really? You going to do me dirty like that? Because I I talk about a very personal story in Chicago. Oh. It's totally fair. It's totally fair. She's just back down, everybody. Uh, We also got some thanks to do here. Uh, Kelly Madden from Drunk Theory for the Love. Stu from Stu World Order, who says, Now, but it's been a few days. I just want to say I'll never forgive Michael Keaton for not winning an Oscar. Same. He's one of my favorites. Is it his fault for not winning an Oscar? Yeah. It may something to do with the quiz. Oh, okay. And if you want to be like Stu and, and you know, maybe crash out in the final, uh, why not join the, uh, <laughs> get your name in and join the trivia. We've got two seats out of five filled. So three people. If you haven't played before, heck, even if you played in like month one or two, get your name back in. Yeah, we'll throw yeah, you come in back, there. Come back. Uh, the Science Fiction Remnant Podcast, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast, who said, happiness is my current mood. P.S. Kudos to whoever it was that did the impression of Forrest saying Jenny while climaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Much That's like brilliant. Liam, he says, I'm currently in stitches from laughter and said, BFE is definitely always inspiring to do better and be a solid host or producer. That's really kind to hear. Thank you very much. Our friends <laughs> at the Recasted Podcast, thanks a lot. Adam Y from Talking Boys with the Boys. Boys. Uh, boys if they, it was at night, that would be Boys with the Boys night. Night. <laughs> uh, we got Field of Screams, the villain demand for all the love. Field of Screens, sorry, Screens. Uh, it's a musical podcast. I listened to George's. See, I'm going to say some nice things here i listened to george's episode and i thought it was great i really enjoyed the insight i really enjoyed the stories the anecdotes they were good so if you haven't listened to this and you like 
some George, someone who's going to have enough chance to talk, maybe, on, on the main pod. Why not check her off out on It's a Musical Pod? Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> See? See ya. I feel the love around the I'm, table. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's Musical Pod are great people. They called us some of the nicest people in the community, and they said, I'm a huge fan of BFE, the best group of friends talking about high-quality films. Oh. I agree. It's the best group of friends, and, and we let Georgia hang out with us, too. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to say the same thing, but we're going to do a therapy session. Yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm going to pump the brakes. Equipment wasn't so expensive. I'm going to pump the brakes. Yours is actually quite cheap. Actually, I spent the money on my bike. I'm <laughs> um, Alice after midnight for the love. Ray from that before coffee. That would be NBC. So Wizard Pod Chance Widmore Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Cinema Recall Paul and Griff. I love Paul and Griff. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't know if, if people who haven't heard them yet. If you haven't heard them, go listen to go Paul listen, and Griff. They're listen. lovely boys. Yeah. Uh, Juline, 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 Juline. Uh, Brody Sports Talk, friend of the podcast, Carlo. That would be oh, Carlo, low, 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 Who said, "Man, how am I supposed to catch up? Just finished your Forrest Gump episode, and I still got heat to listen to." Sorry, yeah. bro. Yeah, he, sorry. He's feeling the heat. Feeling the heat. <laughs> you got thirty seconds to turn that episode on. Uh, Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. Who didn't like that? I gave the Sandlot a hard time. Uh, Richard, you ever see the Sandlot? Uh, no, all those kids playing it. baseball. No, I think it's a very American thing. Have you seen it? I've not. No, I just put it on DVD recently. It's got the kid. There was a kid in the nineties, late nineties, was very big. He was like a, like a, like a tubby kid with like ginger hair. He was in all these sports movies. He yeah. was in the Big Green and all sorts of stuff. I don't think he really. Uh, it just didn't take for me. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you have to be American. I said that as a Canadian, but maybe you have to be American. I'll, I'll give it a watch. In late George, night. have you seen it? I'm sure it's probably on Disney Plus. Okay, it's a it's about baseball. Kids ah, who play okay. baseball in a sandlot. Ergo, the title of the film. In a what? Sorry, sandlot. A bit like um, sandlot. I think it's just like they've made themselves like a little baseball diamond out of this like it like parking lot with like it's all. I don't know. If you're, uh, if you're out there, let me know. I say I, I don't even. It's like it street when, baseball. Is it when kids play in sand? No, that would be a sandbox. Oh, yeah. Okay, I misread that then. Maybe <laughs> maybe if there was a lot of sand, it'd be a sandlot. I don't know. Uh, I saw it on Linden Street, the Beefy Boys podcast. <laughs> Alex from Main Street Finance, who said, listen to Forrest Gump, and I'm just basking in the vindication of having Jay Salahi throw out with no provocation. The Galaxy Quest was Tim Allen's best role, probably. And I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I literally stopped and went, yes, our friend Alex from Main Street Finance yes. has also brought this up. You did, you did, you did. No vindication needed. No. But, yeah. Galaxy Quest is Galaxy Quest, lovely film. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. at some point we'll do it. And the Man best of Santa. Uh, Hermie says he loves Scotty Weaver. He says he loves the little jabs we were taking at him. We got some more for you this week. <laughs> he says, "Well played." We'll see if he still feels that way. Poet laureate and friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith says, "Listen to Heat," but I'm ready to walk out in 30 seconds if I spot the Heat coming around the corner. Later said, "What do you get if you cross Heat with Fight Club, The Departed, Mrs. Doubtfire, and 27 Dresses?" George's multiverse of face blindness madness. <laughs> this bit had me in fits. And then still later, he said, I happened to come across a thing you didn't, uh, across a things you didn't know about Forrest Gump post earlier. Most of it was what Ian said on the show, specifically talking about the hepatitis. Mm-hmm. He said, I said, there was only a hashtag for this. Oh. He came back with hashtag Ian is mostly right. <laughs> I said, your hashtag is mostly right. Is it not hashtag Ian takes all of his research from lists online? <laughs> No, it's Ian does this. I didn't phone up Spielberg or no Robert Zemeckis and say, "Give me the lowdown." No, I went. And, I go search online and see what's there. So yeah, some people just come on and just talk nonsense. Go with the geek. I do my research. New listener Satya Srinivas who says uh, that they want Shawshank Redemption. 
Look, which we'll get we to. We will get to that. But they said Lord of War. I love Lord of War. Ooh, it's a real it. slow burn with Nicolas Cage, Ooh. where he doesn't call Nicolas Cage on it. Like oh, he keeps he on the control. Upside down Al Pacino, yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, new listener Allison said she's going to use this as a sunbathing soundtrack. I thought maybe we could do some. Uh, that sounds good. Some like sunbathing sounds here. So you know Can what I kind of seagull? Yeah, it's fine. I'll go. <laughs> no, no, let's give it look at mellow, mellow, mellow. They're on vacation. Oh, <sighs> oh wow! Beluga whale. Oh, wow. Ice cream. Get your ice cream here. You want a beer? Grab yourself a beer. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's a whale. Sounds like a didgeridoo. Okay. I, I think she's American, so half the stuff hasn't worked out. Moving on, moving on. Um, so, uh, resident postie Russell is making hey, a play Russell. for Invalina Fire. This was like recommend movies to us week. You know, Invalina Fire. Not bad. That's a good movie. It's like 97 percent. Great film. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, film. Good film. Uh, random word picked up by Hermes. Hey. Uh, listener to the pod, Ashley Baxter, said, after listening to BFE's top films about education, I'm so agitated about the films they forgot. Uh, History Boys, uh, which actually, have you seen History Boys? Yes. Great film. It is a good Great film. Great film. I really should. Uh, that's one I wish I remembered. That's uh, James Corden and. Uh, yes, very Dom- young James Corden. Yeah. yeah Dominic Cooper, I think. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. I saw it a year before I moved over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw it and went, like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Yeah. Did um, you know James Corden's been cast in the Wicked movie? I have. It makes me sad. Um, that has, has says he? that I'm going to get in early on next month's theme, and they've already submitted their list. So that's what you do. If you right. miss one, you get in early. You learn from your mistakes. You do. And that real roundtable for next time will be the master of disguise. Get your picks in. Films where people disguise themselves. Cool. To hide their identity, not yeah. to reveal who they really are. One last thing. No superheroes, please. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, every movie will be, it'll be yeah, like, yeah, name yeah, your favorite yeah, superhero yeah. movie. Yeah, so yeah, movies yeah. where people disguise themselves. Sister Act. Uh-huh. Tootsie. Nuns on the Run. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trading Places. School of Rock. School of Rock. All decent choices. Ooh. So we want people's top five. BFE hashtag top five. BFE top five. And then it's just fantasy football. And then we'll get fantasy on to the review. I just got to hit this. I, I little button. Do you guys mind if I hit this? Uh, no, go for it. Hit this. All right. Yeah, go Acknowledge me. That's right. Acknowledge me. For the second the, oh, straight oh, oh, week. Oh, Who scored the most points in the league? Yeah. Okay. This guy. And he scored the least. Not you. Not me. Not you. Oh my God. Not you. But I am 2-0. And this week, I'm facing last year's champion, I Alex am. from Main Street Finance. I'm number one. He's number six. I, I'm I'm zero and two. Georgia <laughs> is one and one and playing Griff, who's also one and one. Liam is zero and two and playing the F and Nerds, the number seven team. Yeah, still losing. And Ellie is two and zero. A quiet two and zero is number Ellie. ranked third in the league, playing Dude Loft Mountain, who's number nine. I reckon she's going to come out of the shadows. And she's not. She's I'm like a thousand points ahead of her. Yeah, but you're. you're getting, I'm getting injuries now, you're though. Getting injuries. I'm yeah. getting injuries. Like I am worried. I am worried. I have not clicked the button to see yet where I am at this point. Let's take a quick look here. Oh, it's close. I am beating Alex, but it's only a prediction of fifty four forty six currently. So I'm in a bit of a bit of an interesting way i need kyla murray to pull his finger out of his ass because if not oh, i'm gonna geez. lose kyla fucking murray oh jeez we do try to I, I, we do swear we try to keep it a little bit appropriate well, here kyla fucking murray no not that part it was oh, the part okay. georgia that, said that just means get- that's not a term that's used anywhere but england <laughs> <laughs> first, i remember being at a parents evening and someone's done about their kid and i was like oh uh, well uh, I, d- I don't i don't well, well why would it be up there i don't understand <laughs> it's a really strange expression what the origin is so, i don't know you can take a look at that if you so want so georgia i'm assuming is not doing well and ellie is oh 
Georgia's oh it's still fifty fifty basically with yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're definitely underperforming. And then Ellie is Ellie's off to for all my trash talk, Ellie's off to a really strong week and could be the top performer of the week. See, I told you, coming, coming out of the shadows. Come out of the shadows, maybe hey, we'll woo. see. We'll see. If I lose, she might be number one this week. She might. It's all agreed, right? We Who's, don't want we don't want Ian to win. Who's this, second? Right? Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Exclamation finance the defending champion. I came in like fourth last year. Georgia. So apparently it's an uh, it's originally British RAF slang. Um so pull your finger out of your ass basically means you can't have your finger up your ass and be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. <laughs> that That's I don't think anyone was arguing you could do both. <laughs> and there's a challenge. There you go. For everybody who's like, what does Lori mean? You got a new Brit American sort of translation this week, courtesy of Georgia and Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's funny. All right, we put that down. We'll see how we're doing later on. So uh, that's been, we've taken the scenic route there, but that's okay. Now we're going to talk about Casino Royale. The reason why Richard, who, (laughs) bless him, he's just sat there listening to us go through our nonsense for a bit there. Um, Have you ever used the term pull your finger? Oh, several times. I've heard pull your finger out without the, the, the second half. Oh, I think pull no. your finger out without the second half. No, pull no, a little bit more. You've no. used the full thing. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, pull your finger out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> it means kill. Especially it when you're annoyed. It. it means kill, yeah. I'll tell you someone who didn't need to do that, and that was James Bond in this film. It so let's go ahead right. and talk yeah. about this. Um, why this film? Well, it's this film because we're releasing this on Tuesday, and on like Wednesday at midnight, they'll release No Time to Die, the yeah. last Daniel Craig movie. So we yeah. thought, well, I'll do the first Daniel Craig movie, yeah. and no one better than our friend Richard to bring on to talk about yeah, that. Much. Can big, we big, just big acknowledge early on that it's Daniel Craig? Oh, Craig. I always say Craig. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Craig, please correct me if I get it wrong. I'm okay Daniel with that. Craig. Daniel because Craig. Craig he's, he's English, so you know. No, no, I know. Yeah. I know. Names are important. They get pronounced correctly. I'm 100% on board with that. So cool. Daniel Craig. Fair enough. Um, so I've seen it before. Have we all seen it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've George? not seen it all the way through before. No? I've seen bits of it. I think it's been a long time since I've seen it. I might have seen this only once or twice through. Same. I forgot what went But on. a long time. I forgot the third. Well, I guess a five-act film. I don't think it's a three-act film. But I forgot like everything after the poker game with the yeah. exception of, a, of, of like the, the torture scene. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I remember yes. that. I as, I, as I think you would well, well this this movie's come out of my box set of all 22 so i've seen it several times yeah you are that's why we have you on you are our resident james bond fanatic expert combination so absolutely couldn't do couldn't but i said we were doing um casino royale liam when we were a special guest we have a special guest yeah, so yeah it was good did. see i thought of you you did I heard <laughs> so there we go there we go hey, check it, he's listening yeah good lad good lad so i mean um, we, we know what richard's answer gonna be is gonna be for this thoughts on james bond overall uh, I I really like James Bond. I mean, I've always liked the Bond movies because over here, when I was a young kid, teenager, that sort of age, bank holidays, they always played a Bond movie, didn't they? Yeah. They do like their marathons of yeah, Bond yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, but they've stopped doing that now. But around that, when we were kids, they used to, every bank well, holiday we'd have a Bond movie. I think the answer to that is that Amazon's bought MGM. Oh, okay. And so you're going to start, I think eventually, it's not there yet. I was hoping this would have been on Amazon. It would have been a lot easier. Remember, they go, who's yeah. got a DVD? I was like, well, I know who's got one. Richard will have one. <laughs> We've already invited them. It's not why we invited you. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the DVD. <laughs> uh, but it is that I'm not big on classic Bond. If it's before Pierce Brosnan, I kind of roll my eyes. There's a few I like, but it, they're very formulaic. I don't, I don't mind them. I don't mind yeah. them, but I do like the newer ones. I think Daniel Craig 
and Craig. Brosnan to a degree and yeah. Daniel Craig yeah. have done for Bond kind of what the reboot of Doctor Who did for Doctor Who. It made it cool again to like, because oh, yes, I, th- yes. I think the franchise had kind of become cool. a bit of a cartoon. Yeah. And even in Brosnan's little run, it went from being cool to being a cartoon again, even in that window. It did, it did. Because Die Another Day, I mean, oh. it's not like all that windsurfing and... Die Another Day, we died all, all, all the way. Oh. <laughs> See, because he was on... Uh, something that this thing also continues is there seems to be a pattern where you have a great Bond film followed by a substandard Bond film. Yeah. And we had it with uh, Brosnan where Goldeneye, I think it's a fantastic Bond film. I really rate, it might be my favorite one still. Yeah, he came out of the Star Blocks. Then you've got Tomorrow Never Dies, which was terrible. Mm -hmm. And then you had The World's Not Enough, which was okay. It was all right. I didn't mind it. It was a nice little film. Mm-hmm. And then you had Dino Day, which was like, what is this? You guys just have ideas is what's happened here. Yeah, yeah. And then we start with a really, well, my, spoiling the lead here, but I think it's a really strong entry in Casino Royale. It is a strong entry. So, yeah. Not my favorite, but it is a strong entry. Georgia, you've been suspiciously quiet as we talk about what's, what's in, in, in honesty, lads, is not maybe lads, lads, is, lads mean something here. Male escapism, though, mm-hmm. which is James Bond as a franchise. So any thoughts that you had? Um, I've not really seen loads of them all the way through, which is what I'm probably quite quiet about. I've not really seen any of the ones before. Is that, Craig. is that just because you don't find it appealing? It's just because I've, I've just not seen them. Okay. Like, I, You're I, welcome I, to borrow the DVDs. I don't, I don't sit down and watch films unless it's for this. Literally the other week, I got home from work <laughs> and put on Ant-Man because I hadn't seen it because I've been watching some Marvel clips and Paul Rudd, you know, um, and watched it and went... I just watched a film for the first time without having to having to watch it for yeah. the podcast. It was really, really weird. I don't want to watch anything that's like like eligible yeah. because I'm like, I, I would like to really just come on because whenever I'm done one I haven't seen before, I just want to talk about it now. Yeah, I know, right? And I'm like, mm, so, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping to go see the fifth one. Uh, the fifth, yeah, the fifth one is fifth one. I'm hoping to go see No, no Time to Die, end of the week. I'm I hoping. Can't, I can't wait to see it. It's long. I, I don't it's care. It's two and 40. I'll tell you what, this I, did I not love, I love action. this did not feel long no, no, for no. most of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it was two and fifteen, two and twenty. Like yeah. it wasn't short by any means. So yeah. That's good. good. So let's talk about the film a little bit, shall we? The film directed by Martin Campbell, who was the same guy who did Goldeneye. Oh. And then he didn't do any of the other ones. Wow. And I'm like, so if you talk about a guy who knows how to like reinvigorate and bring a new bond, yeah, yeah. this guy. And I thought the direction was generally... I mean, I think the, he's responsible for the tone of the film, which I think is fantastic. Oh. Maybe they'll bring him back for the next Bond. Maybe. Maybe, whoever that might be. Mm. He also did The Mask. Oh, sorry, not The Mask. The Mask and The Legend of Zorro. It's so The Mask of oh. Zorro, Legend of Zorro. Oh, that good movies. Um, I see. I saw the first one. I think it's The Mask of Zorro. Fun. Fun, fun, fun yeah, little film. It's fun, yeah. And Green Lantern. <laughs> which I never saw, but I'm, 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 I hear it's less much maligned. Said, less said about that, the better. Yeah. <laughs> Cinematography, which you liked, Liam. I'm not sure if I rated it too much. By Phil Mahir, who did, I had to include this, so I saw it on his IMDb page. Let's Get Laid. <laughs> but then the Goldeneye, Bicentennial Man, The Mask, and The Legend of Zorro. So, you know, oh, he works with Martin Campbell a fair bit, but he went from Let's Get Laid to uh, James Bond. Wow. Which actually, they share similar they concepts, do, probably. They do, yes. they do, they do. <laughs> uh, then we have music by David Arnold, who did Stargate, Independence Day, and then all the Pierce Brosnan bonds, except for Goldeneye. Because if you remember the Goldeneye review, I said how tr- terrible I thought the score was in that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't his fault. Not not him. Oh, okay. He's all the ones after that. Did Zoolander, Hot Fuzz, and Whip It. Oh, wow. So he's done a fair bit. Yeah. Oh, the music! The music here was 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 great. I like the music in this. It was a good James Bond soundtrack. And there's a few score bits I like to really really good as well. Okay, so let's talk about that. So Casino Royale, 2006 spy film. But do you know which number of this is in the sequence, Richard? Twenty. Oh, right, the mic, right, the mic. Twenty. Uh, twenty second. 
21. Oh, really oh. close. Well, 21 in the eon timeline. Yes. So if it was like the bootleg timeline, I'm not really sure about that. But uh, it was the third on-screen adaptation of Ian Fleming's novel um, produced by Eon from MGM and Columbia Pictures, making it the first Eon Bond film to be co-produced by Columbia. Um, the decision after Die Another Day was to reboot the series in order to show a less experienced and more vulnerable Bond. And it takes place at the beginning of his career as he just earned his right to kill. I'm glad they went down that route. There's no rush you could go with them. No. Nah. No. I'll mention it as well. I'll, I'll say it now. But they, the screenwriter said he wanted to do for Bond what Batman Begins did for Batman. Yeah, let's yeah. take it back. Let's rewrite the entire history by going and make him dark and edgy, which is fine. You know, yeah. I don't need windsurfing James Bond anymore. No. No. I'm okay without it. Um, and so at one point, did you know there was a 1967 ensemble satirical film called this? Um, yes. Yes. With Woody David Allen in it and Peter yes. Sellers? Yep. Yeah, David Niven. That's a. Str- we should review that. That sounds bizarre. Honestly, that goes nuts. I'm sure it does. It, it's, it's weird. So, uh, a strange right here is that Sony Pictures exchanged the rights to Casino Royale in exchange for Spider Man. I'm not sure which one I would have taken. I took Bond. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a lot of money off Spider-Man. Yeah, now. Which didn't matter because Sony ended up buying Columbia, which then ended yeah, up being they got yeah, both yeah. in the end anyway. But yeah. I wish will be sold to Disney in 10 years. Well, it's Amazon right now. So I think <laughs> it's all about those two streaming giants yeah. getting everything they can. It really, really is. Yeah, yeah. Netflix should be in trouble. Um, so you want to know who else uh, expressed interest in directing an adaptation of this? Seems like it, get get your BFE bingo card out because it's that time. Oh, okay. Go what on. are the names we bring up over and over again? Josh Spielberg. Whedon. It's not Josh Whedon because he was a ghostwriter more often than not. Spielberg. Nope. Um, Scorsese. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yes. He wanted to do it in the 1960s. He wanted to do it all in black and white and would only do it if Pierce Brosnan was his Bond. Now, if you do this, you can't do a reboot. He's got to still be the same guy. Yeah, but he was getting a bit on a bit then, wasn't he? Oh, he was like 50-something at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't start a franchise with... You know, well, the idea was you wouldn't be starting. You'd just... He'd be, this on. would be the fifth movie in the Brosnan legacy. I wonder if they'll do um, an old man Bond, you know, towards the end of his career. Oh, I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? Nah, people... Who goes to them to see the movies? It's a young generation for the yeah, most part, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, true. Like, every, all the Doctor Whos are getting younger. Well, except with... Well, Capaldi, yes, is the exception. <laughs> but they were... You know, I mean, things are often marketed towards youth now. Yeah, true. Yeah. More so than even 10 years ago. Um, so, in February 2005, Martin Campbell uh, was announced as a film director. Uh, Eon believed it relied too heavily on CGI in more recent films. They tried to go back to the old-fashioned ways of practical effects, which I know George Woo-hoo. is a big fan of. Oh, I'm a big fan of that, too. And in January 2007, Casino Royale became the first Bond movie to ever be shown in mainland Chinese cinemas. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I- it wasn't that long ago. You, you couldn't get into that market. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... That's why, if you notice, that's why, like, the, the Dark Knight goes to Hong Kong. Yeah, that's yeah, why, like, yeah. almost everything, like, Skyfall, they go to Macau, yeah. right? Like, yeah, 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 get, yeah. dip your foot in, like, Chinese territory so you can market it then yeah. as, like, how, kind of a semi... It's a big market. I never thought about it. It is a big, very big It's pretty much going to the biggest market now. So yeah, yeah. When, when, when Ethan, when we talk about things about how they, they change things, the Chinese release of certain Disney films, and it angers him, and so it should. And so it should. But Disney's not willing to let a billion people marketplace. Yes. not be eligible to see the film yeah, yeah, yeah. so true, there true, is true, that true. Uh, i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that's the reality of the yeah, business yeah. that we see things yeah. in 
So, uh, I think I've just thrown away the starting point of the film, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was just looking at that. I was a little <laughs> premature there. So, we start the film, and <laughs> I'm sorry, but there was that whole, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal some old lady's handbag. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a luxury yacht. So why would you steal a movie? And they're watching like, I love like the progress bar. Like, like at this time, my internet was so slow. I couldn't have stolen a movie this way if I wanted to. Do you know, every time I watched this as a kid, I'd go, oh my God, really? Why can't I skip this? The bigger, so frustrated. the bigger thing where I was is was there are people who had like DVD burners. Oh. And people would exchange DVDs yeah, and go, yeah. hey, I've made you co- make me a copy of that. I'll make you a copy of this. Piracy is illegal. Piracy is, piracy is illegal. So, you know, we have a, we invited our friend Grab. We watched a very legal version we did. of it today. We did, yeah. But I was weird. I was nostalgic for the old piracy wars. Yeah, I was. I was. What are the odds of that? I don't know. And it used to bug me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I just wish I could skip this. Yeah. And actually, we could, but I let it play. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to watch it. It's I nice. missed this. Brought back memories. Um, so then we start the movie, and it's all in film noir. So it's all in black and white. I like it. Heavy shadow, high contrast. Really bright brights, really dark darks. But doesn't it go to show you? Quentin Tarantino wanted him black and white, didn't he? Quentin. Quentin. If we're going to talk about Quentin. Craig, I'm going to say Quentin. Quentin. Yes, Quentin. What do I say? Quentin. Everybody calls him Quentin. You're, you're, you're nowhere near alone there, but his name is Quentin. Quentin. Q-U-E-N. Okay. I'm always le- willing to learn. That's right. Quentin. Life is a long... Yeah, life is a life... I don't know. Never stop learning. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's a good thing that doesn't like matter at all in my day-to-day life, is it? <laughs> so we go to Prague. It's beautiful. In in I would have done for a whole movie in this. Yeah. I I'd have been that. well up. Like the angles were cool. Oh, so they good. should have kept this. Yeah. Um so some guy comes in, it turns out he's like a double agent. Uh, he finds out his safe has been broken into and he's being accosted by some guy for selling secrets. And the guy looks around and goes, oh, it's just you, Bond, which was a fun thing to kind of notice as it was, because, um, you know, you're kind of going, oh, someone's like, let's think of Bond as some punk kid. They won't even make you a double O. And they start flashing back to Bond beating the crap out of some guy, like proper, like born identity style in a bathroom. Woo. That was, that was tough. So I looked and I went, which one came first? I couldn't remember if it was born. I thought it was born, but I was like, is it born or is it Casino Royale? Which one comes first? I'd say Casino Royale. No, it's born by four years, 2002. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would have said, well, that's weird. So I felt very so Matt Damon. a later, later franchise, I thought. No, I, I think they take a while to get to the finish line with it, yeah. but yeah, the first one's 2002. Wow. So um, you find you're not double O because you need two kills to be a double O, and so we find the first one. Is that what the zeros are? I don't know. That's really interesting, though. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe some there, there in the... Um, Richard, is that what it means? Um, I have no idea. That's a good, there we go. good suggestion. Well done. Uh, yeah. And so the guy gets his gun out and he goes to shoot Bond and you hear click, yeah. click. And he goes, I also know where you keep your gun. Now, I'm sorry. I'm going to throw this down here. If you're a super secret agent, shouldn't you know the difference between a full gun and how heavy that feels you and a li- and a gun without the bullets? You would. Wouldn't you? Just a thought. Say. Just a thought. Yeah. But your Bond would though. <laughs> and he goes how did he die speaking of his informant he goes not well and it's a clumsy kill he's like stuffing this guy's like oh, face in a in a sink isn't he yeah, yeah and i was thinking yeah. you know what i do i just ragdoll and hope he doesn't think it just lets me th- thinks i'm dead that is literally what you're told to do if anyone tries to come and kill you with like a pillow in your sleep you're supposed to struggle for like two seconds and then, and and then, then ragdoll and then sell it yeah yeah so there we go with that and we go i'm glad you told me this because you know i wouldn't Okay. So, so I would keep struggling and fighting. Okay. 
So when like, you when like, you when you have your your your, your <laughs> test later on, all Kingsman style, when I just started to just smother it, so ragged on it, right? Yeah. I got you. Just ragged off. Hang on, hang on. Half minute, one minute, two minutes, two. No, just like it's like a little How bit. How long can yeah. you hold your breath? For yeah. You? Oh, okay. Not that long. If you're like, if, if you're like, I probably sh- I'm feeling kind of tired, but uh, I just had to keep fighting for two minutes. So. <laughs> Um, and so the guy, but the whole time we go into the flashback, it's like really grainy footage, mm. whereas the stuff looks like smooth as butter in like, in like the, the, the prime timeline, I guess I'd call it's, it. It's clever. And then he goes, don't worry if a second is, and he just shoots, it goes bang. That was brilliant. It was considerably, yeah, con- I guess it was going to be easier. It was be. He goes, yes, yeah, yeah. considerably. And then we cut back to the rag doll because the guy had obviously gone to George's course. Yeah. And uh, he got up because I was thinking when he left there, I'm like, you shoot him, shoot him in the head. Like yeah, he's dead. Yeah. I mean, make sure. Yeah. And that's sure. The clumsiness. Yeah. Him. That's the clumsiness. And the guy yeah. gets up and Bond turns around as a reaction shot. So it's not the traditional walk from right to left, stop in the center, shoot at the screen. It's a turn and twist. It's just a turn and twist. So it was, yeah. but there's remnants. And what this film does really well, I think, if you're a Bond diehard, is it gives you little nuggets of the Bond mythology and it lets you sort of see the origin of all of them as you go along, but it just drip feeds it to you. Yeah. So every time you get one of these, you're like, ooh, it's that. It's earned. Which is Every time they, they redo a Doctor Who, they do the same thing. Like, oh, Here's the TARDIS, and oh, here's the reaction to the oh, here's the, and you drip feed it all. So, same idea. Like the craving when they first turn into the doctor, what do they do? What do they want to eat? Yeah. All that stuff. But like, whenever there's a new com- companion, if you want more on this, listen to Who Do You Think You Are? <laughs> We've just, we're about to drop in a, next week, we're doing our first David Tennant episode. But whenever you have a new companion, they have to go, it's bigger on the inside. And they have to go, well, how does it work? And what does TARDIS mean? And what do you mean it can trans? And all these things get paid off every Broken time. Broken chameleon circuit. There you go. So, um, then we go to the opening credits and it was a conscious decision. Liam, I'm curious because you said this doesn't feel like a regular Bond intro. What was missing? I didn't have that same impact. I didn't have that same depth. That, that I'm, same... I'm going to tell you why it doesn't have the same impact on you or the same depth. Go on. There's no semi-naked women on the screen. Do you know what? <laughs> what what it is, isn't it? Because it's almost always that silhouette is, of like it? women where you're like, this feels, I remember as a kid, I was like, this feels like I shouldn't be watching this. This feels really naughty. Do you know, I think you've put, put the finger on it. <laughs> I think you're right. As opposed to, you know, taking the finger out. <laughs> there was a reference to that in the film as well, wasn't there? Oh, jeez, i got to cut that. <laughs> Come on, Ian. Pull your finger out your ass. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> so it was a conscious decision because he's not that guy yet. No. He's not the super smooth ladies man. Not yet. Oh, okay. And we've got a Bond. We actually get this, the, this on the screen. It shows Bond, double O status. In like that, uh, like, like that. early two thousands yeah, yeah, Nokia yeah. font, the green like yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we get the uh, the song, Chris Cornell's title song, "You Know My Name." Bound out, bound out, bound out. Not the first song I think of. But when you think of what of Bond Bond themes and songs. In, yeah, fact, in right. fact, when I heard it, I was going, I don't really remember. Oh, this. I really, I, I, for, I really do like this. I don't know if I did previously. Richard's I really like yeah, this. I'm with, you, I'm with you, Ian. I really like this. I really, yeah. Like I, I do rate the Daniel Craig. Um, Bond <laughs> themes really, really highly. Yeah. I do. Um, my favorite's probably still Jack White and Alicia Keys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, like, no one else likes. I, like per- I guess you. Me I and you. Like Me it. and yeah. you versus the world, buddy. We'll <laughs> go, it always is. We're like, we're like Bubba and Forrest, back to back in Vietnam. <laughs> Taking on the haters. But I really like this as well, Richard. I yeah, do. Yeah. I do. Is there anything specific that sort of hits you? Why is this a good Bond theme? You are an expert. Why is this a good Bond theme? It's rocky. It's, it's it rocky. hits you straight in the face, straight away, doesn't it? You know, sets it all out. 
and it's especially like this is kind of like a man's bond like i know it sounds really weird to say that but like brosnan was a little bit smooth you know and roger moore was very suave but this is more like i'm gonna go in and beat you up and fall off the balcony doing it and it's not about being like stylish it's with the fact that i can take i can take a pummeling and get up he's a bit thuggish isn't he He's a, he's a bit thuggish. Yes, that's what it's, I like it, about You know, it's not quite, you know, Peaky Blinders Bond or no, something no, like no, that. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like, he is, out of all the ones we've had, he's the most rough and tumble since oh. maybe Connery. Yeah. 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 He's Makes big. Him more real. He's big. He's butch, isn't he? He's a bit, yeah. Oh, he's, he's put on some muscle, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. Yeah, definitely hench. Brosnan, like, he, Brosnan looked good. I don't think he ever looked this built. No, 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 no. no. So um, the song you Kn- you know my name debuted on the U.S. charts, uh, where it went to number seventy nine, and it peaked though on n- number seven in the U.K. Well, there we are. So there we go. It sold a lot of copies. Yeah. Uh, the song does not appear on the soundtrack. Well, that's pointless. That's weird. Isn't it? I used to hate that. Yeah. You'd buy it because you know back, George back in the day you actually bought music. Yeah, and you have to physical, buy them a physical copy but even more so like you couldn't just copy. you couldn't just buy like, i guess you could in this country to a degree you could buy singles yes yes, yeah. yes, yes. singles were never really a thing not really in north america is not that why, canada is that why candle in the wind 97 oh like it's the all-time record one. for canada oh, absolutely it is it was like one of like three singles you could buy it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah uh walmart had like dozens like not dozens that's that's understatement like <laughs> hundreds in this you go to walmart there was like the, the albums and there was the singles right behind but the singles were all the same it was all Elton john candle they, had, they had a wall dedicated <laughs> pretty much yeah um so if you wanted to buy though like a single song you had to buy the whole cd Oh, for like okay. 20 bucks like it's not it's not a small amount of money it's like around 12 13 quid yeah. to just really get the one song not it's, like today or if i want one song it cost me 99p and i download it to my phone right singles was a big market over here a very big market and back in the day back in the 60s and stuff if you bought a single that was never on the album that went until like probably late 70s early 80s i think singles started getting on albums yeah and then you then you had like um michael jackson who virtually every single on released was on that album yeah that's true so So, uh, just a really weird thing i remember i remember sitting at a dance once looking at dj and i guess if you're in the industry you must have had access to singles because he had things i'd never see i'm like what do you mean you have achy breaky heart by itself Uh, (laughs) 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 the The first album i ever bought myself with my own money was billy ray cyrus some gave all on cassette wow yeah because I want Aggy Breaky Heart. It was big for about five seconds. Guess what my first album right. was? On cassette. On cassette? Okay. Yeah. Guess. Oh, I don't know. Uh, come on. Uh, what am I big fanatic on? Grease. Grease. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my first ever single was The Bluebells, uh, Young at Heart. Okay. My first CD was Elton John Made in England. Ah, oh, good song. Good song. I bought it for the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were a bunch of other songs that came along that were strong with it. George is Googling what is a CD, what is a cassette. <laughs> what is a VHS? <laughs> trying to find out what the name of the CD was that I first bought because I remember well, who it was by, but I don't remember what the CD was. Richard, by. you want to join in here? Do you remember any of your first? There you go. Um, do I remember my first? I think it was a compilation of some description. Compilations are big here. Like now that's what yeah, I call music and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But if, I think I bought it again, like, like you both said, for one particular song but i bought the whole oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not the thing you had to do yeah my first cd yeah. was a year without rain by selena gomez wow there's that disney is, channel money there who's that selena gomez she was on like wizards of waverly place uh, all right lost, I don't know. lost me yeah <laughs> so on, was she in high school musical no no oh. that's Vanessa. they do look the same they though. do look similar oh yeah. okay well they're both br- br- brunette little latinas 
face oh. blindness. They yeah, oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is looking yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> If she couldn't make it through like a goatee, no goatee last week, like those girls have no chance. Um, and so... Um, uh, you know my name has no mention of Casino Royale because according to Chris Cornell, he couldn't imagine fitting into a song lyric that would come out of my mouth. He said, Casino Royale didn't make a good rock title, but I would write a song named Octopussy just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on to say that the inspirations for writing the song came from Sir Paul McCartney's theme for Live and Let Die and Sir Tom Jones' theme for Thunderball. Both good songs. I've never heard the latter, but Live and oh. Let Die is an all-time classic. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, uh, so we meet Bond, James Bond. Over 200 names were uh, shortlisted for uh, a short, not a short of a list, but were listed, how we say, for the upcoming James Bond cool. option. Yeah. Have you got a few options? A couple of them. Uh, we've got Croatian actor Goran Viznik, who um, some people might know from ER, where he played Dr. Luca something or other for a not large number of years. We actually did a film with him in it already. He had a small part in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Do you remember when the girl's coming in and they're trying to figure out if they want to hire her and there's a guy like she plays by her own rules? Yes. That's yes, Goran Viznik. Oh, okay. Problem was, I mean, he's Croatian, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. not the problem is that he's Croatian, but the problem is he couldn't do a, he just couldn't master a British accent. Oh, well, there we are. It's a shame because otherwise, like he's yeah. actually a really good choice as far as everything else you might want. Yeah. Uh, New Zealander, I know you don't like this guy. New Zealander Carl Urban was considered. No. From the boys. Yeah, I don't like him. You don't. Uh, but was unable to make the screen test due to filming commitments. Is there something about him? I don't, I just feel like he's, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do you describe him as icky? No. No. Really. no. <laughs> I think you think he's like fake hard, don't you? There's nothing, there's nothing about him. That when I watch him, there's nothing about him that I just, I, I, I want to like about him. Right. I don't know. It's just something, maybe it's just the characters he plays. It could be. If he does, he's a even in, good actor. Even in Star Trek? I'm not seen Star Trek. Oh, really? The reboot? No. Yeah, no. Oh, wow. Okay. Who, who does he play there? He's uh, he's the doctor. He's Bones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like completely clean shaven. He plays it like really straight. I cannot imagine. Like that. you should have seen my face when I realized the the butcher, Billy the butcher, yeah, Billy the butcher was Bones. I went, shut up. Wow. Yeah, it was like I realized the guy with the goatee wasn't the same as the guy in the other <laughs> half of the movie. Okay, maybe, maybe I need to watch that then and see see what he's like. The first one's very good. It's amongst my favorite. Like, as far as reboots go, I think it's one of the few that actually do it, do it well. Isn't Chris Pine? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, also on the list, uh, Henry Cavill. I can see that. Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're touting him for the next one now. Oh, they really? Yeah, they are. He was only 22 at that time, so they thought he was too young. So he'd be, he'd be pretty good right now. He yeah. would. Uh, Australian actor Sam Worthington, uh, Scottish actor Duke Gray Scott. Oh, one of my oh, favorites. I yeah, love awesome. him. Awesome actor. Um, yeah, great actor. One of my favorites, but I don't think he'd... He's definitely too small. Ewan McGregor uh, was oh, shortlisted. Yeah. Rupert Friend and Anthony Starr as well. Anthony uh, Starr? Yep. I like him. I, I don't know who he is. He's another New Zealand actor, isn't he? I don't know. Anthony Starr. Yeah, he was in okay. Banshee. Oh, brilliant. But it made he, 2000... He's in that... Um, oh, that news thing. Um... Over, over, Overlander, um, uh, boys, the boys. Oh, okay, he's in the boys. Yeah, he's the the the. He's not Highlander. No, not Highlander. What's his no, name? No, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, this is embarrassing. You know now. who I mean? I do. The the blonde the, head, Captain America. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, oh, it's something patriotic. Homelander. Homelander. There it is. Well done. Yeah, him. Homelander. That's Anthony Starr. Is that really? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I, I looked like everybody else. At that point, I was just, I'm just getting tired of looking these people up. <laughs> I know who Rupert Friend was. I was like, all right. Yeah, I can agree that. Uh, in 2005, uh, Daniel Craig said that uh, told everybody that MGM and producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Bacoli had told him he would get the role of Bond, and that Matthew Vaughn says that reporters told him that he had the chance to direct the new film. Mm. Matt Vaughn, who did Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a year beforehand, Craig rejected the idea of starring as Bond. He felt the series had descended into f- being formulaic. There we go. Um, only when we read the script did he become interested. But on October 14th, 2005, MGM and Sony and Eon Productions announced that Daniel Craig would be the sixth actor to portray James Bond. I'm trying to hit the Craig hard enough. I'm glad he did because someone's. I haven't seen this film, but Layer Cake apparently. Yes, that was what? a big deal for yeah. Barbara Bercoli. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never, never seen, seen it. it. But people have said to me that was one of the big. I can just remember the DVD artwork because on the spine of it, it's like it's layer cake, but the a, one of the A's is a four. Okay, like a like a um, kind of like, like so seven, so seven and so seven and. <laughs> Uh, Layer four cake. Daniel Craig said he was shopping for groceries when he got the call from producer Barbara Coley that he won the role. She told him, direct quote, over to you, kiddo. Craig left the groceries behind and celebrated with martinis, shaken, not stirred. Good lad, good lad. Yeah. He uh, there was a lot of controversy, and I wasn't living here at the time, so I'm curious if either of you guys remember this. Controversy when Daniel Craig was named as Bond. I do remember the controversy, but I also think that when you saw pictures of him, you thought blonde hair. Uh, a blonde Bond. How yeah. do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, I think I saw something that said blonde, James Blonde, and he, back where I was. And he wasn't such a big deal either. He's not a huge name, which no. I think is better. Yes, yeah. Yeah, lo- yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, I was put to bed. Since, since I since I watched him I, yeah. in the first Casino Royale, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. You know, but at the time I'm thinking, yeah, but he's blonde. I think he dyes hair black. What? I don't understand. Yeah. You know, because you've seen Bond as these, like, Dark Sean Connery, yeah, yeah dark dark they've, they've been tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's not really the first two. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not. He's not. No, a, not and he's more stocky. He's more stocky. Yeah. This is he's for you. Not very handsome. This is for you, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. He's like five foot ten. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that you're short, but I'm saying five ten is not tall. We're not going to call him a tall man. Okay, I'm five nine. So I'm just saying we said this before. You, you are, we said what? you were. What, what do we say? You're on the short side of normal. Yeah, yeah, we said that last time. Short side <laughs> I'm taller than James Bond, according to the design height chart. And I'm shorter than James Bond. There we go. Me <laughs> yeah, too. So there we go. Um, but controversy. People thought that maybe they made the wrong choice. There was actually a website that came up, DanielCraigIsNotBond.com, where people is that still going today? I imagine. Can you imagine if you were the numpty you started that up now? Yeah. <laughs> still going. We're still fighting him. We're still picking it. We're still fighting the calls, man. No, we've won. Craig was not considered tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, but the Daily Mirror ran a front page story. That's a newspaper here. Well, it's a newspaper. I say in quotation marks. Um, here in the UK, uh, it said the name is Bland, James Bland. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of but the it's still a website. Is it really? <laughs> really? But all surviving. Well, it was it was all the James Bonds. So Every person, every the, all the previous Bonds got together and in unity supported the cast of Daniel Craig as James Bond. Oh, that's cool. So that's, that's a lot of them: that's, Connery, that's, Moore, Dalton, Brosnan, and Lazenby. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. that is good. Uh, in preparation, Craig read all of Fleming's novels to prepare for the part and cited Mossad and British super Secret Service agents uh, who served as advisors on the set of Munich as inspiring because he says Bond has just come out of the service. He's a killer. You can see it in their eyes. You know immediately, oh, hello, he's a killer. There's a look. They walk into a room and very subtly they check the perimeters for an exit. That's the sort of thing I wanted. I'm going to go on a limb here and say probably a thought that never entered Pierce Brosnan's head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was probably more like, how do I order the meals? I practice because if it was me, I'd be like shaking, not stop. I'd be practicing all the sort of tropey things, and yeah, he's yeah. going, okay, take that away, but let's also make him a, like like a, a kick ass agent. Yeah, yeah. So I also like that line in 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 this when he says, "Do you want your drink shaken, not stirred?" And you went, "Do I look like I care?" Yeah, Do I uh, mean, you wouldn't have had that by Brosnan. Nope. He gained no, no, no. twenty pounds of muscle for the role by adhering to eating mostly proteins, minimizing his carbs, training five days a week, and only doing cardio on weekends. And he claimed to be in a state of pain for most of the shoot due to the many vigorous stunts he was required to perform. I mean, I'm not surprised. I only walked twenty thousand steps yesterday at a theme park, and I'm in a lot of pain today. So. Are you trying to make people feel like pity for you because you went to a theme park yesterday? No, I'm just saying, imagine doing all them stunts and being in pain. Oh, okay. Um, did you have fun? I did, yeah. Good. Um, tell you who wasn't having fun. Well, actually, look at having a good time. The, the Freedom Fighters in Uganda. Because there was some army that were shown with chill child soldiers. There was. And that kind of threw you for a bit. But I did. Yeah. I I, have you never really seen that no. in anything? Oh, okay. That, that's, that's, that's not un, un, unusual. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you arm children because children you could radicalize like that. If someone comes up, you shoot them. Uh, an adult may actually have compassion. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can yeah, radicalize yeah. a child pretty uh, much easier. Oh, like there's okay. there's training programs that I'm sure Georgia has oh, to do. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I probably so. probably saw it, but didn't really take notice of yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Where uh, I think because we're doing the podcast, you, you're aware of more things. Yep. And you're just like, wow. It's called the Prevent Program in the UK. Yeah, yeah. We have yeah. to train on it every year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we meet Lashif. Lashif. Played by Mads Mikkelsen. I think he's good. This is the first thing I ever saw Mads Mikkelsen in. Yes, yeah, the first movie I've seen. Now he's in like everything. Yeah. He was in Doctor Strange. He's the villain in that. He plays a good villain. He's got, have you seen Doctor Strange? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to like, help you. You looked at me like, give me more information. I was like, I can do that. I just oh, don't, you don't know it. Well, I didn't. I, I mean, I've seen bits of Doctor Strange. I've just not seen it all the way through, he's but in, I didn't recognize him at all. He's in Rogue One. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, he was her dad. The one who like purposely makes the, the, the fault in the... Uh, in the Death Star, so you can blow it up. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, uh, the one thing I, he also had a role as um, I think it was Hannibal in the in the, in yes, the Hannibal TV series. Yeah, yes, he was. So yeah, Not lots of good stuff. Things. And Ian Fleming is said to have based the character of Chief on English occultist Alistair Crowley. Oh. So yeah, interesting. And unlike most Bond villains who have one weakness, he has two. He's got a eye that leaks blood. Which is strange. Really strange, but it makes him unique, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also needs an, he also has an asthma. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, my God. That is not how you use an inhaler. You don't just puff it and go, yeah, I'm done. You have to actually, like, hold your breath and allow it to actually reach your lungs, you absolute fool. So, <laughs> this establishes, amongst other things, that maybe he's not... Because he can't use an inhaler. Maybe he's also bad at managing money. So we'll find this out here. <laughs> no, I think so, too. He might have find it hard to breathe as a result of his management of the money in this Not only does he hemorrhage money, he hemorrhages at the eyes. Yes, it's true, too. There you go. Someone, someone else was bleeding chips. He's just bleeding yeah. out of the eye. Did he yeah. actually bleed out of his eye? Did he have a cut yeah. on his eye? No, he doesn't bleed. He bleed. Bleed out of his eye. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Bond does literally say it to him. Yeah. I did not know. Okay. Uh, then we go to Madagascar, and this isn't a bunch of, like, this isn't like David Schwimmer as a zebra. This is legit Madagascar, and there's a fight between a snake and a mongoose. As Doctor Evil might say, he's the mongoose to my snake, or a snake to my mongoose. I don't and know the animals. Did see the snake, right? Pardon me. Did this mongoose? Beat mongoose the looked like it was winning. Yeah, it did. And then it? the snake got in. And then Bond's got some number two. It might be a metaphor for what's about to happen because they're about to catch this guy, and then the guy who's there with Bond keeps touching his ear to like hear what's going on, and Bond's like, "Don't touch your ear." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, clearly looking down at the ground because he's concentrating so hard. Yeah, just gives himself away. Also, they're the only two white guys on set that day. They are the only two white guys in all of Madagascar. Yes, 
uh, and they start uh, uh, chasing it. Da- I don't know what happened to his buddy because he was gone in the first two seconds. He was. But Daniel Craig looks so young here. And, and Really? Very, very, very young. Oh, he looks so young here. Com- compared to now, yeah. Like Daniel Craig, like, ages, like, oh, I thought tremendously. Oh, exactly Oh, really? No, yeah. he looks so young here, I thought. Yeah, when he takes off and starts running, yeah. Yeah. Also, he's, he's, he's not a very handsome man. Oh, okay. I, I know many colleagues who would disagree with you. Well, he's, he's got, like, the eyebrows that kind of stick out over his eyes, almost like... He's got a bit of a ridge. Almost like Neanderthalic. He, he's that... If you're, if you're, like, a bad boy, but still a good guy, I think this is what this bond also, is. I'm not usually massively into blonde blue eyes. I'm more of a dark... Okay. handsome or ginger with green eyes but i think that's because i like i've got green eyes so yeah. and welcome to george's dating profile i always managed to come back on the podcast <laughs> so tell us more about <laughs> i like um, long walks on the beach <laughs> well i'll tell you what bond didn't like long walks on the beach he likes to come after the bad guys with, with a bulldozer he does oh, that was cool yeah, it was yeah. pointless no because no. my favorite part of goldeneye which is the last one we did with the well, tank maybe not yeah. my favorite part but the best set piece bond <laughs> with the tank and all the perrier yeah. <laughs> and this is like take everything you want but we're gonna strip it down to basics and just a bulldozer i'm like i love this it, it made great. me so mad there well, was so much destruction in, that was the... not necessary no, but he ran up... that's destruction of environments part of a bond yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's unnecessary destruction that's the point it's yeah. escapism we're just yeah. it's just a documentary no, I get that, but like, like in a Marvel film, they're like, they, they destroy something, they destroy it for good reason. Whereas this was just like, yeah, just going to run through some walls because I've got a tank. Or hang on, hang on, it. hang on. If they destroy something in a Marvel film, they destroy it for good reason. Usually, yeah. Huh? <laughs> All of Sokovia died, and that was for a good reason. Yeah, was what it? About, what about when they're fighting? Yeah. What about when like Scarlet Witch like takes out the entire like block of office building? Yeah. In what one? Civil War. It's what starts the, the, the Segovia Accord to begin. It's harder to control because she's got magic and he's just got a gun. Oh, whatever. Um, so there's some really cool parkour stuff where the guy who he's fighting is like climbing and scaling up the outside. And you're like, oh, this is really kind of cool, actually. Uh, it's not something that I've ever seen in a Bond movie before. Yeah. Richard, you've seen a lot of Bond movies. You ever seen any parkour? Nothing like this. A French free runner. Yeah, he was. An, uh, it was so impressive, and everything that he did, Bond did like two times worse. Yeah, <laughs> like he. But the thing was, Bond was just he just wouldn't give up. That was his thing. He's tenacious. But this is what I loved about this scene because I love the parkour running, and because uh, I kind of did a little bit of this when I was a kid. Before that became the running or the parkour. Yeah, both. Okay, or or just destroying your environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that as well. No, I kind of did this kind of thing myself when we, when I was a kid, and that and then that became a, a thing anyway. I mean, we were all kind of into that sort of thing as young kids. Yeah, I wish there was a name for it when I was a kid. Yeah, there wasn't. A, yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't any of this. Um, because that's only really like recent thing in the last twenty years. I or think something, the first reference, one of the first references the to it, is that bloody episode yeah. in the office. Yeah. So it was like parkour, parkour. Yeah, but I, I love this scene because I do like it because he is not polished. No, no, no. He's very clumsy. He's very brute and very, you know, butch, hench. So that yeah. just makes me mad because I'm like, you're just lucky. There's certain camera shots you can only get when you're watching like a Bond film. And you go, okay, it's a Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. And so they're, they're on the extension of the top of the crane oh. and they're fighting on top. I'm like, only death. in a Bond. And like, there's like a super extreme long shot. Oh, I'm brilliant. like, 
Only in a Bond movie, you're going to see stuff like this. Yeah, I love it. Big sweeping crane shots of a crane. Yeah. <laughs> Probably great. in a helicopter, actually. Yeah, back then, yeah. But yeah, uh, James, we see that a couple levels below. And there was this great moment where the guy is chasing. There's like a small, like almost like giant letterbox segment out of a, out of a, a wall. Yeah. And he sort of jumps through it and rolls and tucks and he's away. And, and, like, and you're like, and is that just for him to do that stunt? And you're, like, and, you're, and you're like, how's Bond going to do this? Yeah. And the answer is, he just crashes to the wall. Exactly. <laughs> he just takes the wall Brilliant out. Force. Brilliant I thought force. it was great. Bond being clumsy. Yeah. Um, and then Bond ends up in the embassy of, um, well, at an embassy. I don't know which one it was. It was Uganda, um, wasn't it? He's, well, it's probably some other country's embassy in Uganda. Oh, yeah. oh well, sorry, it was Madagascar. Oh, it was Canada, wasn't it? Because it had a load of Canadian flags. It was not the Canadian no. embassy. But it had loads of Canadian flags out the front. No, there were you Canadian flags at one. Up. There was Canadian flags at one point. It wasn't this. Oh no, it wasn't here? this. No, I thought it was here. Oh. No, if Canadian, it would look like, like it would. They'd have a bunch of maple leaves on their like, uniforms <laughs> and stuff like that. They'd, would be, they'd be dressed as Mounties. They would be Canadian citizens. No, I don't think we'd look like Mounties, but we'd definitely look like Canadian. Like I went to Vimy Ridge, and everybody who works at Vimy Ridge in Belgium is Canadian. Uh, they'd so be like, a lot more like red. The Epcot. Well, it's just they, 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 they usually were doing summer jobs or something for, for the Canadian government. They go overseas and they do that. So it's really weird to hear where you go. I tell the kids, hey, we're, go, we're going to Canada today. And they're like, shut up. No, no, I'm This is Canadian land. Yeah. Because they gave the land to Canada as a thank you for, for everything they did in, uh, in World War One and Two. But I mean, we're just two. Isn't every, em- isn't every embassy own that land of that country? Uh, if, if, you, if you get to an embassy, if then you, you are on foreign soil. Yes. Yes, so you are. Right? Yeah. I just like yeah, to take yeah, the yeah. mick out the fact that the Canadian embassy, when we were in London a couple of years ago, was celebrating Canada's 150th birthday. I'm like, your country's only 150 years old. That's hilarious. Oh, the shame I felt. <laughs> <laughs> the two to say off, what? I was crying. Everyone was going, what's going on? People making fun of how young my country is. <laughs> That's just off Trafalgar Square, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Canada yeah. House. Canada And it's called Canada, Canada House. It's called Canada House. Represent. Moving, <laughs> move, move, moving back to here, though. And uh, Bond is cornered, and he shoots the hostage and blows up the embassies at. Oh, that was great. I thought yeah. it was a great little move because at the end of the day, he stood there. He knew he was pinned. Oh, he's outnumbered. He's, then, he's, not, he's not walking out of there. No, no, no. no. The fact he lulls him into a false sense by going, yeah. I give up. I give up. And then going for it. Yep. It's just like, whoa. Uh, and then uh, he steals a flip phone and we see the word ellipsis. Ellipsis. Um, I wanted to turn this up. According to Daniel Craig, uh, the only CGI in this movie was to erase safety wires in a lot of the stunt sequences. And to integrate the models for the sinking Palazzo in the real Venetian location at the end of the movie. That's the only special effects that were the only sort of computer based special effects. And I love that more. Yeah, like, it's cause, great. Because it, it felt it felt real. It felt, just, yeah. Like if, if it's if it's computer generated, when they do that giant shot of the crane, it doesn't give you that same sort of ooh no. in the pit of your stomach. And again I said you saw that depth, didn't you? You yep. saw the the height. The yeah, 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 yeah. I am old enough to remember phones where you have to press the button several times to get the letter you want. Like ellipsis, those letters are mostly quite far through on their button. Yep, JKL, you have to do yeah, three pushes yeah, yeah, yeah. for an L. Yep. Why did they not just put three dots? Because the code, because ellipsis means, ellipsis. yeah, but ellipsis means something though. The actual word had to be punched in in that order somewhere else. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's great, but that would still mean ellipsis. So if, okay. That's cl- that only clever. works. That only works if I know what you're sending me is the password, and you just haven't like got like your message cut off. Well, yeah. If you were the you doctor thought I've done my job, the guys going, "What am I doing?" <laughs> well, no, like, they they know that that is what it is. There's a reason why you're not working for a secret undercover like evil lair organization. You, you you wouldn't be able to say that. <laughs> 
Oh, this is like this is like the origin story of the world. Wait, 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 the origin story of the world's worst supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> it's me being on this podcast. George is shooting long. everybody because she can't tell the people from her team from the people from the other teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's them in the knees. Everybody's Last a spy. Everybody's a spy. In her mind. <laughs> but you only shoot them in the knees because then they can't do anything else. But they're not dead. Um, this film could have learned from that. So I mean, I don't know. I think we probably need to talk about poker for a fair bit. Anybody here play poker? Uh, kind of. I've dabbled in the past. Dabbled? Yeah. Your wife likes to tell a story about how she beat me at poker once. Yeah, I know. I will mention that she had already crashed out and someone was leaving and said, here, to play my chips. That is true. That was I was there. Right. I that can was... vouch for that. And it got a little lucky, but she did beat me. I'm, I can't take that, take that away. Take that away. I don't know I what I'm doing. I beat some kids at school when we played the other week. I used to be really into my poker. All oh, right, are you saying stuff during this movie? And I was like, what? yeah, I kind of did sort of become like if 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 Richard's the Bond expert, which he is, I was the poker expert in the film you for were, sure. We, you, we you, did you, get poker commentary. You yeah. lost me. I was going. You wouldn't do this. You do, there's no reason why you'd be in the hand with this. So Texas Hold'em. The idea being that there's five community cards on the table that everybody can use. Yeah, and you have two cards that are dealt to you, mm-hmm. and you can use those to make the best five card hand. So you can't have three pair. So, so hang on. So, so say I get an ace and a queen. Yes. Right? I think I'm doing really well. Yeah. But if there's laid down on the table a two, three, and a four, and a six. Well, you've got ace, two, three, four. You're doing okay. If you get a oh, five, okay. you're okay. okay well, let's say you did that, and you came out eight, eight, seven. And you'd be like, okay, I'm probably... Because if anybody else... Because it basically it limits your options. You go, if anybody has an eight, they're better than me. If anybody has a seven, they're better than me. If anybody has a six and a five, they're in pretty good shape. So you can sort of mathematically figure out to say this isn't if the rules i played before to hit so you. i was a bit confused oh, okay and so they'll deal eventually five cards out but there's rounds of betting all the way through and theoretically by each stage when there's a round of betting you can sort of try and infer how strong your opponent's hand is oh, okay. now people can pretend they have a better hand than they do this is called bluffing yeah. so i mean this film decided to really try and dumb down for everybody i'm not good at bluffing. the danger of this is because bond doesn't usually play poker bond plays um, on place backgammon back, not backgammon just <laughs> <laughs> walks into the casino she gets this half black half white and they do tiddlywinks not baccarat <laughs> oh that's close baccarat ba- well in name yes <laughs> but in game no <laughs> I can't even tell you baccarat's really confusing and, and I think it's always been symbols on it in the dice no it's still like cards but like they use like pizza like flippers to like flip the cards over oh, and stuff it's really I weird I have seen that I've never understood it so they want a poker because it's a bit more accessible. But the problem is, it's not like there's still lots of people who don't know how to play poker. Yeah. So the question was, how do we educate people? Because it'd be a really important part of this movie. So how do we educate you on how to play poker while at the same time doing the poker movie simultaneously? And movies in general suck at this. Yeah. There's been a few poker movies. None of them are really that. Rounders is really good. Oh, Matt Damon and uh, Ed Norton. Oh, okay. I've it's very that. good. Yeah, yeah. I just don't understand card games unless it is cheat or twenty one or go fish. Snap. Snap. Yeah, oh, Irish snap. That's I'll, hilarious. I'll give snap. All right. So. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, time to probably be talking about meeting M again because um, Bond breaks into replace. So, Dame Judy Dench's M doesn't really work with the reboot because she was M for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And now she's M for Daniel Craig in the reboot. This. Yeah, this is. So, this led to the well, theory. I like how that that sort of tying the films. Yeah, 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 yeah. This led to the theory that maybe James Bond is a code name. And you just sort of take it over? Um, like Kingsman. 
Yeah, like your Galahad or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then we get to Skyfall and we find out, no, no, Bond's parents were named Mr. and Mrs. Bond. They just want you to. So it's just a reboot. Forget. Just it. forget that Judy. She's just too good. How can you How can you get rid of her already? She's yeah. got so much gravity when she walks on that screen. She does. Um. So um, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, M wants to know where Bond is. She said, back in the old days, if an agent did something so stupid, they'd have the decency to defect, <laughs> which was great. I wonder if it was an Alec Trevelyan statement from GoldenEye, because he defected, didn't he? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and where is Bond? He's hacking into M's computer, and this is the clip we heard at the start. Bond thought one less bomb maker be a good th- thing. He threatens to utter her real name. She threatens to have him killed. Of course, we would find out her real name in Skyfall. Because they bury her and you see her her actual name. Can you remember? I looked at it and I thought, should I write this down? I went, yeah, and then I never did. Richard. I, I believe it's Emma something. It's not, I think it's Amanda. I think the um, M's for Amanda. Yeah, quite possibly. But yeah, oh. I'm sure if you Google what is I M's real Google name, it, there we yeah. go. Yeah. A little fact check corner. Old school. Old, Old school. school. It's a reboot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's not coming with authority, clearly, and he skips. He's told to get out of town, so he goes to the Bahamas, and he's driving just some regular-looking Ford, at which point, this is where you went, do you think he skips cars? Yeah. And I'm like, not this one. This well, is just no. a regular rental car Ford. I know. It's not a bad car, but it's not the car you're going, oh, yeah, I hope he keeps that. Well, no, but you don't often see him driving too many cars. You we- see him... We have an update from Fact Check Corner. Olivia Mansfield. Olivia Mansfield. The M stands Ah. for Mans. She's the Mansfield. There we go. Um, Bond checks out two girls and is tying his shoes before some guy flips some keys because he thinks he's a valet. It's funny. And he just goes, of course, sir. Typical trope. Grabs it and smashes it into some other car. I love that. Uh, he takes advantage of the commotion out of the security room and steals a DVD. They even make stickers for the DVD, so you know. It's not like a marker. It's like, no, right. it's print out a proper professional label for it. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a problem with your hotel security. If, like, everybody goes, yeah. like, surely one person should be there. Mm. Um, And so he goes back because he's looking on the phone that he's stolen from uh, the guy who... Parkour guy. The parkour guy. And he's like, well, there was a message at like 5.27 p.m. So he queues up to 5.27 p.m. And wouldn't you know it, just as he's getting out of his car, the bad guy happens to look at his phone for a message he just got at 5.27 p.m. If he'd been in his car and looked at it there, no movie. No. Movie's over. So movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie. So we have to see this. Bond gets the name of the driver of the car, Mr. Demetrius. And he decides to go for a swim, and he comes out of the water in a scene that has made many uh, a woman swoon. A woman swoon. Nah. That's the polite way we'll put it. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I like about this scene though? It's very reminiscent of Doctor No. Yes, when, it is very good. When um, Ursa Andress comes yes. out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. You know, but instead of her being there, it's him. Ready for this? Not really intentional. Uh, but also, really? also yeah. Halle Berry did she the same did. thing. Yeah, Halle yeah. Berry does do the same yeah. thing. You're right. For Daniel Craig's now iconic scene where he rises out of the scene, a pair of Speedos, many of the crew were out of camera range in boats, fending off the paparazzi. But as he comes in, he sees Solange, the wife of the villain, uh, riding on a horse. They make eye contact. He says that while shooting the scene, he accidentally hit an awkwardly situated sandbank that forced him to stand up and walk out of the water instead of just floating off, as the script said. So he just kind of went with it. That's cool. Uh, the image of him stepping out of the water was all of the promotional material, and he, um, he said, you realize people are going to think it's going to be a nod to Ursula Andrews. Uh, uh, Andrews. Oh, Andrews, sorry, you're right. Uh, Ursula Andrews. I've misread my own note here. Um, so the perceived homage to Bond's legacy helped win over many reluctant fans, oh. many of whom were leery about him taking it over. So accidental, but end up becoming yep. a good thing. And yeah. the scene single-handedly turned into an international sex symbol. 
<laughs> he said he realized right at that moment he would draw comparisons to Andrus, but didn't think that he, direct quote, would be haunted by it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Good point. Oh, it's got to be so hard. Oh, every mom, everybody thinks I'm sexy. <laughs> oh. Daniel Craig, if you're listening. Nah, oh, like wow. There you, there you go. I'll just See, this you, is you, know, you not everyone thinks it. We've okay. talked about the male gaze before on the podcast. Where the camera lingers on the curves of the body of a woman like it's the eyes of a, of a straight man. Yeah, yeah. So this is the, one of the first times in a Bond movie, especially, that you see the opposite. The camera like lingers on you Bond do. so the ladies can kind of go, hello, yeah, yeah. sailor. Because he's, he's from the Navy, isn't he? Uh, there yeah. he is. So... Uh, Emma's woken up because Bond's hacking into the system using her password. She knows he's in the Bahamas and knows he's the, looking into Le Chief, and then we have him join a poker game so we know that he's very good and we have a, we have a scene where he sits down with a small amount of chips and then it comes back around and he's got a much bigger stack of chips. Yeah, he's- Her- Now Hermes, what's happened in the meantime is he's, <laughs> he's won a few hands. <laughs> it's, it wasn't a consistency error, a continuity error. He's just won some. That's how we can explain away without being direct. Although it does directly tell us. Time Let him win on. some of his money back. Yeah, time's moved on. Yeah. Um, so uh, he gives Demetrios a chance to win his money back, and it turns out he just ends up wanting to steal his car, which he does. Oh, nice car. Bond gets the valet ticket. He goes, valet ticket. I'm like, it's not really how ownership works here, man. Like, you need to sign over an ownership, too. Yeah, you guys six. should go online together and just register it, <laughs> get the insurance sorted out. Before you even drive out. But he's not going very far. No. No. He's and this is where he approaches Demetrios' wife, who we saw earlier on the horse, and Georgia summed up the movie in just a little bit by saying... Steals his money, steals his girl, steals his car. Or something like that. We, yeah. I, we even said, do you want us to write it down for you? Yeah. And all that stuff Because he had it, but it was the other way around. Steals his money, steals his car, steals his girl. girl. That's a Bond film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It and is. I was like, do you want me to bring this up? No, I'll remember. <laughs> the 21st yeah. night of September. <laughs> you had a me moment. <laughs> <laughs> that bit where I go, I'm going to come to you with this later, right? And I go, here we go. Let me go. Huh? <laughs> it's like it's someone else had repeated it, and then you said no. It was the other way around, and then I repeated it back. And I mean, three hours of I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Here we go. Uh, Bond approaches the girl, offers her a drink at his. She goes, "All right. Do you live close?" He goes, "Pretty close." And he does a lap of the car park, parks back up front, like, funny. "Welcome back, Mister Bond." Ah, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Um, and then Demetrios is with Lashif, and Bond is with Demetrios's girl. We find out that Bond likes married women. It keeps it simple. Uh, she's afraid Bond is sleeping with her to get to Demetrios, but not enough to stop. Tell you what, she's not wrong. No. Uh, and she finds out that her husband's very timely phone call was timely. Says he's on the last flight to Miami, so Bond ditches the girl, but she gets me out of it. Yeah. yeah I, and another bottle of champagne. Yeah, bottle of champagne, some strawberries. And then killed. That part, you know, but, but it's not Bond's fault. No. Um, mm. He's left the country by then. But to be fair, that was... He could have probably put her in a safe house because I think he probably knows this is Oh, coming. this is this is a... Oh, I don't... See, no, because he doesn't. No. Because remember, this is early, This is a reboot. So this is the first time he's going to go through this cycle. So at the end, yeah, at the end... If it's Piers Brosnan's Bond, absolutely he should know better by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. But like, if, you, clumsy, if you are... A, but if you are... A, if he's... I am agreeing with M here. He should not be a double O yet if he doesn't re- have the sense to go... Oh wait! I've just used this girl for information. She's going to get killed if I don't look after. Hang on, her. though, because she also says you need to have emotional distance from the situation. So she's actually saying, "Don't feel bad about it. I need you not to feel bad about it." You okay? Yeah, I am. I did, good. I didn't think so. Wait, 
yeah, but you could still save a life and not care. Remember, she's all about one. What's one bomb maker going to do? We need the big fish. I just, she's very cold. I, she I is don't very like cold. That he is this clumsy in this film and a double O. I'm like, oh, see, that's why I do like it. Yes, I not am. because of the, because the girl dies. Far no, from no, no, it. No, but no. this is a no, trope. The general. girl dies in every Bond film, and if you have an issue with Bond films for this reason, I totally get that. I totally, totally get that. Yep, yep, yep. But it is one of those tropes. You come back and like the the the. the, the like Terry Hatcher in her Bond movie, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He sleeps with her, he comes back, she's dead. Yeah. Looks a bit more glamorous about it, but she's but she's dead. Yeah. Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah no, I, I understand that that bit, but it's the fact that he's just so clumsy. Like a lot of he should be dead five I, times I, over I, by okay, this point. Yeah, 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 he should be dead. And that, that frustrates me. I'm like, you shouldn't be promoted to a double O if he's you're lucky, gonna he's make these son. mistakes all the time. Yeah. So we're going to Miami. 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 I don't, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Um, we got a bunch of corpses playing poker. Kind of a fun metaphor. Yeah. Real dead bodies. Ugh. First time legit dead bodies have been shown in the Bond film. Oh, I hate it. Uh, Demetrios has killed the exhibition by Bond. Yeah. Kind of fitting place to kill someone, I guess. They can have a, an extra body to the game. <laughs> <laughs> but he, and he, he finds... But, he, but he's got skin full. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and he finds that the he put down like a luggage tag and someone's picked up the bag tag and got the bag and it's off towards the airport. So he follows. Uh, there was some confusion. How, how's he in Miami? Did he drive to Miami? Not sure about Miami. And again, this is the whole, got on a plane in the meantime. Yeah. Usually uh, you'd be at least shown like an airport though. Do you not? I, I don't feel th- like you would usually be shown at no, least because, a passing clip of a plane going over. No, because you, they showed us street signs that said, like, to Miami downtown as he was driving. We had a point of view shot from the driver. Oh, yeah, that's once we're in Miami, though, but you didn't yes. show him leaving the Bahamas. No, because the minute you go from him walking out the door and the next shot is him driving in Miami, that's all you need. The movie's long he enough. Says, he says, he says <laughs> strawberries for two, no, for one, so you know he's leaving, and now he's driving in Miami. All night of a down to the break down. <laughs> Welcome to Miami. Miami. Very much sea level Will Smith singles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We go to the airport and uh, there is a cameo for Richard Branson. There is. Yep. Very quick. Yes. He's being searched, isn't he? Yeah, he's being wanted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the, you want to believe us. This version is cut out of the in-flight version shown in all the leading airlines. No. <laughs> as was a shot funny, of the Virgin Atlantic aircraft that Branson supplied. That's funny. But Branson is seen at the Miami uh, airport, right-hand side, x-ray screening when James Bond is chasing uh, Eclipse. Is there any uh, reason why he was in it then? Was he around at that time? I, he, he, he donated the plane. Oh, okay. So this was how they paid him. Oh, okay. Remember, this was when Branson was trying to get into like all the Hollywood properties. He like was. he was on, he was on Friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For that, that's when he was selling hats. Oh, it's for the tourists. Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember watching it and going, like, I don't know much about British because it's still, man, satellite isn't really giving us a whole lot of each other's cultures yet. Yeah. But I was going, that's Richard Branson. Yeah, I'm sure that is entrepreneur. I thought it was a lot more subtle than actually, like it's right in your face. Actually, I thought it was really clever for noticing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, um. Bond's target. Uh, oh, so Bond sees his target, and they're playing a game of cat and mouse in the airport. Bond calls MI6 because he's figured out bombs about to go off. Ellipsis is the security code, which you yeah. have to punch in letter by letter. Which is okay. even more clever if you've had to figure out the, the dot 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 is ellipsis. Oh shit, that's the password. What percentage of people do you think can spell ellipsis correctly? It's not that hard of a word. I can't spell it. I have forgot for it. E L. I P 
SIS. I'm sorry, you can't get into that. <laughs> it's something like that. E-L-L. Oh, well, I was close. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> to be fair, when you do punch in a passcode, it goes, real close, try again. <laughs> no, like- Only one letter <laughs> off. Okay, but yeah, again, if he's a double O agent, he should probably have a good education. We learned this, he probably went to Cambridge. He should probably not Not, not Bond, the bad guy. Yeah, he could choose, if he knows the password, that's fine. International syndicates, you think? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Sprinklers go off and the target gets out in the commotion. Everybody goes outside. The target attaches a doohickey, probably not magic, to a tanker truck. Doohickey, yeah, boy. Um, And I said, do you see that tanker truck driver who's laying there? That's the film's director, Martin Campbell. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's a good moment. Uh, The airport tanker, and it's a cool little spot where he's doing that. Uh, Bond jumps on, he's like, like runs up like one of those, like, um, uh, hysteric arc. yeah 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 and then he gets to the top and he launches himself onto the tanker trailer brilliant and the guy driving it notices Bond's on it so he starts doing like these like what do you call them like fishtails or swerves. uh S-, 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 S things yeah S- yeah yeah now this should cause all the liquid inside of it to move to one side or the other which should make it really easy to roll this thing well do you know what I think physics don't exist in the James Bond no, movie no I think they filled up the plane and that was empty then why would he <laughs> it was leak- it was leaking bomb. fuel yeah. He, he, that's well, why he's using it as a bomb as well isn't yeah. it because um, yeah. if not that little doohickey a little doohickey got, would just make a little spark well, isn't big, yeah. Yeah. maybe maybe that was just the dribs in but <laughs> I don't know I don't know um, now I've gotten my notes here now this is the way to do an airport chase sequence take note De Niro and Pacino <laughs> that was, <laughs> them running slowly was, through uh, this uh, airport uh, this was way more exciting so much more exciting um, we did the, the plane's about to land and it's going to land right on the car chase that's going on so it pulls up at the last second and sucks this like police car up into the air yeah i don't know enough about my physics to know if this is true but it felt unlikely this would be the I case i don't think there's enough updraft from an that's, airplane taking off to move can someone if that you're out there model, let us know uh, i don't know i don't know um and then um the driver bails bond can't stop the brakes have been cut did you notice how he bailed he almost got hit did he really? Yeah. yeah. That was whoever was that stunt man. That was damn close. That was bloody <laughs> close. And so Bond does like this giant like skid, and again it just stops. Yeah. It stops on a dime right before it hit the plane. Doesn't move. I'm like, it doesn't roll. Leaking fuel. Everybody misses this guy running across the tarmac. The bad guy. Yeah. So Bond gets out, lands. Like he's driven it and stopped it. Like, surely if this is the villain, he would have driven it right into it. Unless he just chickens out at the last moment. I don't know what the logic is here. No. But several of Miami-Dade County's finest pin him to the ground. Bond looks across. Happens to know exactly where the bad guy is because he's that well trained. The bad guy, like, gets out his little trigger and goes, looks really intently and then pushes it down really hard. Because that's what you want to do with a trigger. If you push it down hard, it'll blow up, it'll blow up more. Bigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger. And so you hear... It's not like a, like it's like a, a one time boom. It's like a like warm up. And then he looks, and it's attached to his belt loop. <laughs> yeah. So we don't see him explode. We just see Bond's face, and we see the flash, and then we see him smile. Ah, that was really cool. It was very. Good. That was a really really cool yeah. choice. Yeah, and it may, stops him from probably getting an R rating. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so there we go and then we go to Rashif and the bad news and he's lost a hundred million dollars because he had said put all the money in the stock market on this and they said but it's going to go the other direction he went trust me and the plan was if he could blow up the plane then the shares of that airline's prices go down and that's how he makes his money yeah 
because the opposite happens. He loses all his money. It's called shorting. Uh, if we ever do the big short, great movie. Mm. Ellie hates it. Yeah, <laughs> Ellie hates it, but great movie. All star cast. Very much. It's got yeah. a great cast. <laughs> uh, every time it's a big cast, I'm totally using that line. <laughs> I need to see if I can record it like really close in the same intonation and just have it on a button. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so the plan was for the plane to blow up. We said that already. Uh, M gives us the next level of the plot because she's now in the Bahamas. Demetrios's wife has been tortured and murdered. And that's kind of just like, by the way, there's a poker game on. <laughs> 10 million, 10 binds, and we all know you're the world, you're the department's best poker player. How do they, like, is there like a league there all? Even when I watched it the first one, I'm like, how do you know this? Exactly. You wouldn't. This is what the guys are so busy. And he's supposed to be new. Yeah, they're so busy going all over the globe, but they still have like a regular Wednesday night game yeah. where they all hang out. <laughs> On Zoom. How was your week? Oh, it was all right, surely, you. Surely the games are supposed to be secret, so how would M know anyway? <laughs> Basically, it was... Movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie, and yeah, we need to establish well Bond's got to play poker. Because we want these two worlds to exist. We want Bond, but we also want a poker movie. Because poker's huge. Because during this time, several professional sports leagues had gone on strike for the year. So as a result, you had to have something to put on TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you earmarked 300 hours for NHL hockey or for NBA basketball. So what do you do when there's nothing to put on TV? You know what's really easy to do? Poker. Poker. So poker was everywhere and it was massive i was part of a huge game at that point i was i played games on a tuesday night a wednesday night and a saturday night like i was basically podcasting now okay (laughs) i was playing a lot of poker for just fun most of it was like house league stuff some of it was we went to like a pub and played as part of a bigger group so this is where you learned your poker skills it was i was okay do you ever tell no this this movie sucks (laughs) this movie's so stupid (laughs) if you have everybody's gotta tell bull and you don't just have one Oh, his eye leaks blood. This is the stupidest tell of all tells. Does, is that what his tell is? I thought he was just putting his hand on his head. No, it's like eye twitches or bleeds or something like that when yeah, he. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's even more stupid. Oh, it's so dumb. That's not. Yeah. Even, that's an involuntary thing, yeah. surely. Yeah, I know. So uh, we go to Montenegro and we finally meet Vesper. It's like fifty-eight minutes in. We meet Vesper, Eva Green. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Oh yeah. The most important casting besides Bond was that of Vesper Lind. Um, many actresses were. Considered, including Angelina Jolie, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron's one who should have been a Bond girl at some point. Definitely. I love her. Yeah. Um, Belgian actress Cecile de France also auditioned, but her English accent, much like Goran Vizhenisks, wasn't up to scratch. Uh, Georgia, French actress Audrey Tattoo was considered. She of Amelie. Amelie, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe while Bond's like, come over here, I'll rescue. She's like, imagine like crazy (laughs) things jumping out. Maybe helping explain to like blind men what's happening. She's like crossing the street with them. Do you know she'd be good in Alice in Wonderland remake? She w- she's got she's got a very like big eyed kind of Quirky. wonder about her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they have a conversation about poker for dummies, so we can understand. Yeah, for us. Yeah, and then he reads her like a book, and she reads him right back. That was cool. That was cool because yeah. she, she showed early on she's on his level, but she's not an agent. She's a bookkeeper, right? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and they go over their cover stories. So there's lots of flirting. He suggests her name is like, um, I forget what the first name was, like Amanda, but the surname was Broadchest. <laughs> Which, no, it's not. He kind of laughs because that's the way the old Bond. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I mean, Pussy Galore. Um, oh, what was it? I've, I've on a. I've, I've, yeah. Uh, Ivanka. Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, yeah, her. Oh, on a top. 
Yeah, 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 on a top. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. So so did I. I'm also listening to Austin Powers. So that's why Austin Powers makes fun of it as well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. so it, it, was, it was a cute little uh, moment there. And he goes, they flirted a bit more, and he goes, good thing you're not my type. She went, empowered? He goes, single. <laughs> also, bombed. <laughs> well, but he's, he, he did mention that earlier. He likes married women because it's not complicated. It, he's very not complicated. But he's no, because it's just going to be it's just going to be that one night. That's all it's going to yeah, be. It's yeah. not going to be about a relationship. Unless the woman's like actually really quite like that. Gonna stalk you for some some time, and I've got to go through. Well, keep in mind, he's also like like obviously there's no effect from the girl being killed earlier. Because no. the same line he said to her, and she died. And he's for not, him, he's, maybe not for her. Yeah, but he's not staying in town either. No. So, you know. It's not like, like all things are awkward at the office. <laughs> I, feel, I feel, just feel bad for the girl. Um, he then goes to the hotel and they go, so is there a, Mr. Beach or something like that? Mr. Beach. He goes and says, name? Yes, James Bond, although I think it's under Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because no Brilliant. one's expecting this. Yeah. The humor um, in this is good. It is good. Yeah. Uh, we then, they have a meeting with, is it, not Felix. Who's the one they meet outside with? The, it's the, what, the French guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, who... Mathis. Mathis. Mathis, that's Mathis, it. Yeah. And they meet Mathis, and uh, he's like, oh, that's the old police chief. He's in the pocket of the chief, but I've, you know, I've d- used Photoshop to incriminate him, and now he's out of the picture. And we're like, oh, I like Mathis. But it was like, we have one person here we can count on, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they get ready for the game, and they've bought each other their evening wear. And this is kind of like the explanation for the Bond tuxedo. Because he's like, I bought an inner jacket. She's like, oh, his inner jacket is his inner jacket. And he comes out and he looks like James Bond. And you're like, okay, this is something else that we've been missing. Because up until now, he's been wearing like, he was wearing that stupid looking shirt in the chase scene. Yes, he was. I was thinking, why is he wearing this? Because in Skyfall, he's in a full suit. Why? Because he's not James Bond yet. Not no, really. Yeah, yeah, he's finding his feet. He's finding his feet. And so she helps with that by giving him this thing. Um, And then he's bought her a dress. And oh, uh, it's a nice dress. It's a nice dress. It is. At the game, Le Chief and Bond meet, and he goes, Oh, Mr. Beach, or is it Mr. Bond? I, uh, and we're like, Oh, he's on to him. Okay. And they get to enter their passwords, and they say, Mr. Bond, go first. And he's supposed to enter a sequence of numbers that spells out Vesper. Ah. He screws up and punches in the wrong numbers, actually. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. So if you actually look at it, the numbers he punches in, the number he punches, she punches in at the end, not the same not numbers. The same. Uh, okay. But I guess he just went up and acted and this one, yeah, good enough. But again, Almost I'm not... Almost as if spelling is hard on passwords. Yeah, well, you know. I'm not going to notice that. He should have just he should just punched in dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be six. Dot, 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 dot. Two of them. Four zeros. Ellipses. The plural of ellipsis. Ellipses. Ellipses. Um... And so, I don't know, Bond, you know, he loses some money. Uh, Lashif isn't bleeding. Vesper shows up, gets everybody's attention, but Bond's like following her across the room himself. So you're like, oh, Bond's a little smitten kitten. I like that. Yep. And uh, he loses to pocket deuces, mainly because Bond just calls. It really is bad poker play by Bond. So someone puts a bet down, Liam. If you put it down, really what I should do, if I call, so if you, if you bet something, right? You, okay, yeah. Richard's the dealer, so you always have, the way we're set around here today, you're clockwise from Richard, so you will yeah, yeah. always have to go first at each stage of the bet. Yep, yep. So you bet 20, 20 pounds. So I got three options available to me. I can fold, which means don't want to play no more. Mm-hmm. I can call, which means I'll see, yep, I'll, I, I equal your bet and that's it. Or I can raise. Mm-hmm. 40 quid, 60 quid, doesn't really matter, Okay. I can't raise five quid, but that's really neither here nor there. Yep. They say the worst thing to do is call because call doesn't give me any information on you. Because if I, because I'm not forcing you to make a decision. 
Yes. So if I fold, okay, because my cards are good enough. But if I say raise, then I got from you, do you really believe in your hand or are you just putting something out there? So the bond the whole time, though, he's just going call, call, call. And he loses and goes, oh, but I learned information. (laughs) I know what his tell is. His eye bleeds and twitches when he's bluffing. What a crappy tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this notion, I'm sorry, if you're out there like poker movies, this idea that everybody's got this one specific tell. This one involuntary twitch. I think my problem when I play poker, I get good cards and I go, ooh, all in. And everyone goes, oh, shit. Yeah, it's about, but the, he's gone but that's, not a, away. that's not a tell. That's, that's analyzing your behavior. Oh, okay. A tell is an involuntary movement. So maybe if you see good cards and you smile. Oh, okay. Or maybe people simply get good cards and they quickly want to put them on the table and put their hands over them subconsciously, almost like they got too good of a secret they don't want you to know. Okay. So I remember when I used to, a couple times I'd go to the proper casino and play poker. And I, I, I smile a lot. I, I talk a lot. And the secret is people think <laughs> that's, I know, people think it's a sign of good cards. So the secret is you got to be that guy all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get a good hand, you got to be smiling and talking. You get a bad hand, you got to be smiling and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a couple of times I got some off a professional game where anyone, I thought you were, I thought, I thought you had it because you were smiling and talking. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Nope. <laughs> see, that's, see, that's where I'm bad then, because I live my heart in my sleep. It's, so it's, it's, the, it's the game within the game when yeah, you start yeah, realizing yeah. anybody can sort of buy a lottery ticket and keep paying to see another card and hope that their, their, their lottery ticket holds up. Yeah, that's me. But can you, there's one thing to go, I might have a great hand, but if it's clearly obvious you have a better hand, the skill is in me going, no, I got to let this go. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I'm beat. Even though my hand's great, I know I'm beat. Oh, okay. So a number of times I'd go ahead and I'd play with people and I'd go, just do me a favor, you get a queen and an eight, right? And they'd go, look, so just whatever, just queen and eight, right? And they'd be like, my friends would be like, wow! Because the only way that it would line up with what you were choosing to do is you yeah, having yeah. a queen and an eight. Yeah. So that's that, yeah. Oh. Just a little, little. little lesson learned there. You, you want to do a whole poker episode. I'm just giving little bits here. Can we do a poker episode? We can't. You got to see things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> just play poker both. Yeah. Can we just talk through a poker uh, game? We do have a poker story. Hermes wanted to share something here. Oh, nice. So I said I would, I would, he wanted to do it via audio, but unfortunately, uh, he couldn't get into the studio in order to do that. He doesn't, oh, he doesn't live in a studio of awesomeness like, uh. like some of us do. So, uh, he said, I will save you the hassle. Here is my story. Uh, story goes, my father took me to Vegas shortly after my 18th birthday. I've always been a fan of poker. I used to win pretty much any family game and therefore knew uh, that was the table for me. Uh, he gave me $100 in chips and off I went. It was Texas Hold'em, same as we saw in this, in this thing today. Yep. Nothing crazy. Um, it was one in three. I think it means one in three dollars to start off with in the blinds. Felt pretty good after a couple of hands. Stayed constant for an hour and that magic hand came around. It was mostly just myself and another guy at the table going back and forth for most of the night. He'd win the the next one and so on i was dealt two queens right out of the gate on the flop two tens and a six so his two queens are a pretty good hand if you got two tens and a six the okay a flop that's um the first three cards when you lay the cards then yeah that's the first three cards the the, the, the community cards that you can share yep how is two tens and two sixes good with two, two tens queens? and a six how is that good with the two queens? Because I got two queens, so I might not have a ten or a six. But if you got any other hand that doesn't have a ten or a six, a ten in it, I, I'm beating you. Oh, okay. If you have a six uh, and a four, okay. my two queens beat beat your two sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. oh, 
Oh, because you've it? already got two queens in that. I've already got it, and no one else can use those two queens. Those are yeah. mine and mine alone. So I'm just making sure I've got it there. I'm feeling pretty good, but don't want to scare anyone or get bullied out. So you want to keep them on the hook as long as you can, so you can extract the maximum amount of chips from your from your opponent, right? Yeah. So it says, luckily, there's some interest from the rest of the table. We get around, and then the next card is another queen. Wow. So he's got three queens, That's and there's two house. tens. He's got a full house. Queens yeah, yeah. full, right? Yeah. So queens and tens. He says he wants to stay. So if he comes in too heavy, everybody folds. Yeah. So you want to keep him in to put some more money in to make it as big as possible. So I keep it light, and, and they all take the bait. I'm ready for whatever the next card is, because it'll be odds of what's currently up is still pretty good. The potter's right, so finally the last card is a king. Everything is different suits, so there's no flushes on play, right? Yeah. So he goes, my buddy, the guy who's in bow back and forth with him, raises back to him. Well, he says he must have the straight. Poor, stupid chump. I'm going to take him for all he's worth. He goes all in for all two hundred and twenty dollars the guy calls maybe a little bit left over he's like i'm gonna give my dad a hundred dollars back and have a few bills and go to dinner with my friends tomorrow i flip my hand so confidently and i got and i felt that uh, everybody else sank in their seat as i reigned supreme guy to my left flipped over a jack and a nine shook his head with a smirk said i'm sorry there son that's rough and he flipped over his king's pocket kings to win with a bigger full house oh so just be him yeah, so that's the hard part. When you make up a pocket queens, like the odds of anybody drawing a car, uh, there's only two hands that can beat you if you pocket queens. Three yeah, hands. Yeah, king, yeah. king, ace, 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 king. Yeah, yeah. And that depends on what flops. Yeah. And he flops everything right. And the guy's betting along and shouldn't really be in the hand too much. He had him beat till that last king came up, and that's when it all changed. Uh, so if he had actually gone a little bit, he played it right. Absolutely, he plays it correctly. But everybody's, that's called a bad beat. Everybody's got a bad beat story where you're like, you played it perfectly, and someone just got lucky. Uh, and then they remind everybody every chance they meet how they beat you one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> that's funny. That's for you, Debbie. <laughs> so uh, I, I shared that I would share a story. So we also meet Felix at this point, played by Jeffrey Wright. I like Felix. He's great. He is. He's yeah. in Westworld. Uh, he's in the What If series as the Watcher. He's a very familiar face. And a, what a voice. Yeah. Is oh, it, I love Jeffrey is Wright. This is the biggest thing that, you know, to begin with. Up to that point, yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Jeffrey Wright's just one of those great actors, and now he's finally in his 50s, I think, getting his uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting his credence. So, uh, Bond and Vesper. Um, so, he goes, oh, I needed to do that because I need to know his tell. I'm like, this is way too simplistic. Uh, Bond kisses Vesper, and she's confused. She went, hold on, hold on. We got rid of our aliases. We're not doing this. He goes, no, no. The only alias we got rid of is the fact that we, who our names are. Yeah. We can still be a couple. Because I need them to know, think this, that, da, 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 da. Uh, Bond slips a tracker in Lashif's inhaler, and I'm calling BS that none of his goons are watching his stuff. That is way too easy for him to go over there. Also, yeah. this tracker like just just slips down the side of the inhaler pump. You'd surely like, hear a rattle. One, you'd hear a rattle. Two, when you press the inhaler button down, it would move. <laughs> it would move it, and yeah. like. You'd notice. Yeah. I think be, so. There'd be resistance. Yeah. Or it would rattle. It'll be <laughs> yeah. one of the two. You'd it's, notice it. swallow it as he prevailed. Back at the room, uh, Lashif and his girlfriend. Lashif's left eye, as we know, is deformed and weaves blood. But his girlfriend, have you noticed that her hair is styled over the same eye? No, I didn't. So just like his is damaged, yeah. she hides hers? Yeah. Really clever. She was also in... Um Banshee with Anthony Starr. Ivana Milenchevic. She's great. Is she? Yeah. She didn't really have much to do in this one. She's great no. in Banshee. Did she actually say anything? I think she says, I'm sorry, after she kisses him here. 
Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. kiss. And she says, I'm sorry. And the freedom fighters from Uganda are there. And yeah. where is my money? And there's great cross-cutting between this scene and Bond and Vesper kind of flirting in the elevator. Uh, and he's got a Sony Ericsson phone out and is tracking where Lashif is. Like, my iPhone 6, like 15 years later, can't open can't the news app no. without wanting to crash. And yet he can get this thing to work. I know he's like Secret Service, but come on. Crazy. Um, and they're gonna cut off her arm with a machete. Oh, no. what stops him? Though? What is? The, well, he, he's just—he wasn't actually gonna. do he it. He was never gonna do it. He was just trying to find out what kind of man Lashif is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's... and I got news for you. You know what? Like when the leader of an army of freedom fighter dogs you like that, maybe you should take a look at your life. I know. And go, wow. Like I'm just getting punked out, but yeah, I probably should look at myself a little bit because by everybody, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back at the casino. No, sorry. Before that, uh, the, the freedom fighters leave and bond and Vesper have seen mission impossible. Number ones. So they start making out in the corridor right. until they notice an earpiece in bonds ear and they have a crazy fight in the stairwell. Oh, it's a great fight. I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you know what it is? It's the machete. It is. It's like a level of brutality. You're like, geez, don't get near that. And, and a close proximity. Close well. proximity. Yeah. 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 If Bond had just stood the other way around whilst kissing yep. Lind, then they wouldn't have noticed it. Yep. It would have been fine. Almost as if you'd have been. She should have put her hands like- over his ears as they were making out. <laughs> Problem solved. No, yeah, like, no I, I agree with you, George. Vesper's in the wrong here. No, if he's if got an earpiece in and he's hiding from people, maybe don't have your ear that's got the earpiece in on show. He should have worn his jacket over his head. No, just literally flipped his do you know what this is? Movie's got a movie. Movie's got a movie. It's been five minutes. It's been 20 minutes since we've had an exciting incident. We need this. We do. Really interesting, though, to see Vesper have to get involved. Yeah. Because she's always been detached from this. Yes, she works for MI6, but she's the accountant, right? Yeah. yeah. So she has to, like, grab the hand of the guy because he's going to shoot Bond and she's going to slam the hand over and over Ooh, again while Bond's choking him out. That's well tough. It's well tough. Yeah. And so that's that. He tells her to go ahead and get a hold of Mathis. 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 Yeah. Clean the bodies. And get rid of the bodies. And then uh, back at the casino, Bond sits down. He's a different shirt. And uh, <laughs> Bond's a bit of a dick here. Because Lashif goes like, oh, I can't help but notice you've changed your shirt there, Mr. Bond. And he basically his comeback is, maybe, but at least my eye doesn't leak blood. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. That is a bit insensitive, Mr. Bond. Oh, not, not just the fact that I've just saved your ass. And oh, he doesn't know, does he? And no. he can't tell him. No. So Bond finds, goes back at the end of the night, finds Vesper in the shower, and she's going, there's blood on my hands, and it's not coming off. I mean, I, this is very Lady Macbeth. Yeah, and, you know, it's metaphorical, really. The way he deals with this is creepy. No, it's not. No, so it's, 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 it's weird lovely. where he starts sucking on her sucking fingers. Sucking on her fingers. Yeah. No, you can it's wash weird. it. You can wash it in other ways. I know, but I think as him trying to be caring and say, look, I will take that burden off this, you. Okay. Well, well, you can do it with my th- mouth. This is sexual. Yeah. This is sexual. Yeah. But mm, that's not how I saw it. I, I, okay, but the other three of us I are saw, reading as this is sexual. metaphorical blood on her hands. No, but, and he was taking that blood off her hands. But he could do that by, like, holding her hand and no, just kind of, like, he was gently... Taking, he was taking the blood. Like, yeah, but like he can do that with his hand. He doesn't have to do no, it with no, his I, hand. No, no, what Liam's saying is that he's taking it off of her and literally into him in a sense. He's taking ownership of the kill. Of the kill, yeah. Take it, take it off. I, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what he was saying. No, Maybe I, that's I, just, I, I, I understood. <laughs> uh, I think this is... how I read it. This is... You could not do this today. 
Oh no, you would no, not no. do this today. No, no, no. Um, especially because like he's been flirting with her the whole time, so the sucking on the fingers is a bit taking but advantage of a when she's in a very vulnerable situation. That's what comes off as. It does come off as. Now he doesn't make any moves beyond that, so I'm not. But it, it, it's 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 a a place where I went. I wish you'd done something else. Yeah, but yeah, but you see it different to how I see it. I saw it as him comforting her. He doesn't comfort anybody. And he walks into that shower fully clothed. Right. But if he sat down put his arm around her, he's still comforting her. He didn't need to suck her fingers for that. <laughs> yeah, but I just told you what I thought I saw. Oh, it doesn't matter. Next time I walk into the room, one of my friends is crying. I will not be trying this move. No, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, like, they're there. Everyone, I saw this in a movie. Everyone has a different perspective of how they see yeah, things. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. And that's not, I didn't see it as a sexual thing. Okay. I saw it as him, take, like you say, taking ownership of the blood on her hands, which if, is metaphorical. If you're out there, weigh in. Come on, who's, who's... Am I making too much of a big deal about this? Is, now, you know me. Is, if is, I'm going to see it some way, I'm going to probably see it more that way. But yeah, I, well, I, I do. I'm just saying. If you're out there, what do you think? Let, let, let us know. I don't know. As the female in the room, it very much felt like a man who's been flirting with her is now taking advantage he of the fact that he, she's broken. I hear you, but to the next point, he doesn't do anything beyond that, though, either. No, but sucking on fingers is definitely a sexual act. <gasps> That's great. And we've had this conversation. Yeah, oh, no. We've had this it's conversation. Not, it's not how I saw it. We, saw, saw Liam, we know it's not how you saw it, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's totally all right. <laughs> we need a therapy session after <laughs> this one. A therapy session. <laughs> I just think how people see things are completely different. That's all. But the, you, you agreed that you couldn't do it today. Yeah. You, okay, so, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you, you know what? I'll 100% own this with you. The first time I saw this, I it didn't hit me at all. No. It didn't. It's been a long time. But now I'm going, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we go up to day two. Um, and in the morning, he checks on her because the door. Oh, we didn't want one, a couple things. Number one, she would have been sitting in that shower for five hours because they play for four hours before they did to take, take a break. I was confused again yeah. there because they go back to he the goes table. Back, he goes then, back to the table. Yeah, he, she yeah, doesn't. He, he goes back to the table yeah. and immediately they cut to that shower bit. And I was like, how, yeah. wait, how long were they? They kind of yada, yada, yada yeah. over Bond. Yeah. I don't think he need never see him where he's going, well, I made a lot of money. You sure did, Bond. No, 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 back think, to my hotel room. No, I think just, well, cut back. Don't cut to him arriving at the table. Cut to him leaving the table. Maybe you could have had him come in. Well, you did have him come in and taken off his jacket. It's, it's, it's a hard one. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, movie's not short. No. So uh, in the morning, he opens the door and checks on her. It's interesting because she said the door will be locked mm. between our rooms. Yeah. Clearly not. And he cares. To yeah, everybody's he point, he cares. He does care. Uh, find out that Lashif's muscle has been framed for the death of the Freedom Fighters in the trunk of the car. <laughs> yeah. Day two, we go and we're in back to the poker game, which confused some people. What do you mean it's just still playing poker? What's going on here? Yeah, I was and, confused. Um, Lashif beats Bond, Jack Jack versus Ace King, Four of a Kind versus Full House. The tell was not a tell. Imagine that. Um, the contact's job is to tell Vesper. Oh, so this is, um, uh, what's his name? Mathis. Mathis. I never went on <laughs> Mathis. And Mathis's job is to tell Vesper, and therefore all of us, what's going on in the poker game. Yeah. He oh, does. He's got forty-eight million in. Yeah. He will have to match him if he wants to stay in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, only one more card left to turn. I hope James is good. Hey, look, he's doing the tell. He even goes. Oh, he's rubbing his eyes. James has him. <laughs> this stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he loses. And so uh, Bond wants five million more. She turns him down, and then he grabs her by the arm. He yeah that I don't and agree. says you're a bloody idiot. Yeah yeah yeah. And I, 
I do like the fact that he's rough around the edges. I do. I like yeah. the idea that he's a little bit angry here and he's not polished. I do because he's got to be flawed. I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I am. I do like the fact she goes, "Let go of my arm." I'm like, "Good on you." Yeah, yeah. She goes, "Look at my eyes. I can beat this man. You know it." She's like, "No, no. All I see is ego." That's what I yeah, see. Yeah, good on. I wish when he grabs a knife, it's like, fine, I'll like stab him in the car park. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> that seems to be over the top. Police interceptors, hello. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. And he goes for a vodka martini, and he goes shaking or stirred, and he goes, do I look like I give a damn? Yeah, yeah. And then Felix introduces himself, Jeffrey uh, Wright. Right. Yeah. And uh, offers to stake James. And he goes, what about the winnings? He goes, does it look like we're hurting for money? Yeah. Oh, good old America. America. Um, back of the table, James has a big stack of chips. Again. He's winning, winning, winning. Yep. And someone messes with the drinks. And we see James that's, drinking. Um, that's um, uh, Blondie with the beer across yeah, the it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes badly almost instantly. And there's a great focus pull as he looks at the martini glass and he figures out oh, what's happened. Good, good. So he's in focus. And then yeah. he's not. The glass is in focus. And the glass is not in focus. He's in focus again. So that was really, really nice. Clever. Because uh, that says to the audience, I figured it out. See, Hermes, he didn't have another character at the, at the table to go, I think I've just been poisoned. I think it's the glass. The movie had to show us using, you know, other forms of film language Visual. that he's understood what's happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have so much fun with this. Um, Poor old Hermes. And so there's great cinematography as he goes into the bathroom. It's like they've shot it at a lower frame rate. It looks choppy. Yeah. So it's like they're like 13 frames it's a second. So it's yeah. not smooth because it shows like how he's like, losing his faculties yeah, yeah, yeah so that's really good he drinks a bunch of water and i guess he vomits the stuff up it's he, he has salt. salt as well oh salt so he's yeah, pumping his own stomach yeah, yeah, yeah. clever table, Did, yeah. didn't notice that thank yeah, you yeah. um and so he goes to the glove box of the car which was great because we saw the antidote and the sort of chest zapper defibrillator, defibrillator that's it yeah, yeah. We, 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 saw, we saw that earlier and he saw <laughs> it he ignores it you call it it's just zapper. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's it's like a speed trap. It does what it says in the tin. I mean, it does. Yeah. To, to be honest, as someone who's heard paramedics around them go, "You need to get the defibrillator." I would much rather have heard them say, "Chest zapper." Chest And as this is going on, and they're, he's talking to London, trying to talk him through how to do it to himself. The score has like the EKG beats beat like in it. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Beep, 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 it's, right. hard, it's hard to do multiple instruments at once vocally. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, the kit's not working because there's a faulty lead. Vesper rocks up, which is great because he screws this up too. Yeah, he does. Not through any um, fault of his own, but with, yeah. Without her, I mean... He's, he's dead. He's, he's, yeah. So Vesper gives him... Uh, she attaches the chest zapper to his chest properly and zaps him. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what MI6 call these things. And... Uh, <laughs> So I don't know if it's the antidote or the chest zapper is this week's magic or lucky doohickey, but it is. <laughs> and then he goes back to the poker game and then the great James Bond line goes, I'm sorry, that last hand almost killed me. Now, the bit where he gets up and walks away and says, deal me out, you can totally do this. So what it means is that when the blinds go around, it means they, they take it and they, they, they fold your hand if you're not there to play when it gets around to you. Oh, and did he say, but you're the big blind? Does it yeah. mean he has to play? He has anyway. to put the money in. Now, he, just, he throws a couple, he of, throws a couple of chips, but from that point in, the dealer will just keep putting his chips in for him oh, okay. as need be. As need so be, yeah. it'll bleed him slowly. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. if he dies, I mean, he ain't come back. I mean, no, you know I mean? No. So then we get to the final stage of the game where like four people go all in and they've all got like hands that are decent. This is so stupid. But this is my other question. Yep. Right. They've got very small chips. Yep. But say one of them go and win with the small chips. Yep. 
What happens to the big pot? So let's go break this through. So let's do it with math that we have I here. I didn't, I didn't okay? think you could do it. You've got five. Let's do that millions. Let's do pounds. Okay. okay. So uh, Richard goes in. He's got six pounds. Yeah. I'm all in. Six pounds. Yeah. You go. I'm all in. Five pounds. Yeah. Okay. Now that five doesn't equal six, as we know, but it's right. all you've got to bet. Yeah, yeah. So it means the best you can do is take five of Richard's pounds. Oh, this is really? created what we call the main pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main pot is, you know, every, something that everybody who's in can win. Okay. Then Georgia goes in and goes, forget that. I got 40 pounds. So now Georgia's got your five, your six covered. So, you know, all that sort of stuff. If she wins first, then she wins everything. She takes everything. But yeah. if she has a worse hand than you, well, then you can win the first five. Yeah. And then the one that's left over, Georgia and Richard can go down for that with their hands to see who's second best in a sense because you don't have enough money. Then when I come in with my my 600 or whatever it is on top of that. So we have one main pot and several side pots. Thankfully, one of the big pots just won everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that helps because this would have been really confusing to lay out. Like when you play it, there's different piles of money on the table. Because I didn't think you could play the hand if you didn't have the money. No, you can play because that way you can't just get bullied out of a hand every time. Someone just goes, I'm all in. You go, I can't play it. Oh, okay. No, no. So you have the right to, to double whatever you have left over in your hand yes oh, okay. or that much from each player yeah, yeah, yeah so you can get five from from richard five from georgia five from me but that's all you can get because all you had was five to stake yeah, yeah, yeah. make sense yep okay so that's how this happens and we get you know someone was all in on ace now to be fair i crapped on this a bit maybe it's a little unfair because they all go check and check is an option where if it gets to you after the cards hit the table you can go check which means i pass Mm-hmm. And if we all pass on our right to bet, then we just flip the next card over. And this is how they get to the final, so everybody's still alive. Because if anybody had bet at any point, half these suckers fold, and we don't get this, everybody's got a made hand at the end. Yeah, yeah. Because player one's got ace four and is a flush. The next guy's got a full house with eight, so he beats the flush. The next guy, this is Lashif, has ace six for a bigger full house. And then Bond has the five and seven of spades, which he shouldn't even be in for then. Maybe pre-flop. I don't know what the money. There was a lot of money before the flop. He shouldn't be in this. Anyway, he gets a straight flush. He lucks out and gets it. Wins $115 million. Tips the dealer half a million, which one of you guys thought wasn't enough. It was Liam. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. he's just sat there saying numbers. I don't know, half a million is good for that. <laughs> now, there's a thing about etiquette, and Lashif does it earlier, and now he does it here. And it's the idea being that if you know you have the best, you don't wait for everybody to go ahead and go, what did you get? Yeah, what did yeah, you get? You yeah, just yeah. go, I got it. I got he's because Bond had the best possible hand anybody could have. Yeah, there were no two cards that could beat him. Oh, okay. So as a result, you just show those right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's it. We're good. Okay, I got the yeah. nut. It's called the the nuts. Yeah, yeah. I got the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Did he, did he take his finger out? So that's considered bad <laughs> etiquette. Uh, Vesper and Bond go to dinner then. The Americans have got Lashif. Bond says he's only going to drink fr- uh, Vesper's mar- uh, martinis from now on in because it's all you want to taste once you've had one. <laughs> Thankfully, she's like, tee-hee-hee-hee. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you laughed at my line? She goes, no, you. And clearly they're starting to f- to, 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 to dig on each other now. Yeah. He notices her Algerian love knot. This feels very late in the movie to bring this up. It does. She's been wearing it all movie. All movie, and it could have been brought up really early. Really early. Yeah. Even just as a throwaway line. Yep. Uh, she changed the topic to why he kills. Mathis, we find out, needs her. And then Bond, I don't know how he susses this out. I would have liked to have known. He just sort of goes, Mathis, and stands up and runs out. Oh, um, was there a reason for how he he knew this? Oh, she says she's going to go and see him or yes. something like yeah. that. But he's been there. He's been there to contact the whole time. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Something triggers something. Yeah, something triggers. I don't know what it was, though. Yeah. He chases out after her in the Aston Martin, and then she's laying in the street, and he almost runs her over, and then the car flips. Oh, yeah. And rolls, and rolls, and How rolls, many ro- This must rolls. be a record, because that rolled, 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 because I was going, that's going to stop. It's the car stop. barrel roll stump by the Aston Martin DBS broke the world record for the most barrel rolls assisted by a cannon. Uh, uh, originally, the racing specifications of a DBS meant the standard ramp would not be enough to get the car to roll, so the special effects team were called in to install an air-powered cannon behind the driver's seat. This allowed the car to complete seven full rolls. I'm not being funny. You don't want to be that stuntman doing that seven times. You have to walk away going, I'm the guy who did it, if you walked away. Well, yeah. You've got to but also, also, like... You'd be dizzy, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah. also, you th- yeah, it, you think it's in uh, where the casino is. It's actually filmed in Bedfordshire. It's not really that part. In the, in the Millbrook training ground in Bedfordshire. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, we get the reveal because Bond wakes up and he's being tortured by Lashif, who says that Mathis is actually his friend. Nice double, double bluff, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we go to the torture scene. Definitely one of those. Bond is stripped naked and put into a bottomless chair, and Lashif tortures him with a rope to the testicles over and over again. <laughs> Lashif wants the password because his Vesper will give me the count number. I need the password. And you keep hearing her in the distance. Yeah, screaming. Yeah. And he goes, tell me out, would you have got a little itch down there? Do you mind? <laughs> and he hits him. He's like, ah. This didn't make me To the laugh. right. To the right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? And he doesn't. He goes, I'm laughing because the world will know that you died scratching my balls. Because <laughs> <laughs> you your, your clients, I'm never going to give up my password and the clients will kill you. Yeah. So that's fine. And he goes, that's not going to happen. I'm going to bait Basically, I'm going to cut off that thing you value so little and feed it to you. And he knocks him back, ready to do this. And, you know, freedom fighter, not freedom fighter. This was like this is, evil um, syndicate ex machina. Yeah. Because yep. knock, knock, knock. Who's there? It's Mr. White. Bang, bang. Yeah. Dead. Again. Saved. Now remember, they want Bo- they wanted Lashif alive. Yeah. Because they want to find out who this guy is. Uh, Bond is left alone with Felix. Uh not Felix, sorry, um, with Mathis. Mathis. Mathis tells him to drink something. Some guys come in and zap Mathis. Uh, Bond comes to and now there's Vesper. I mean, this guy, I will say this. If there's a, like, after this part of the movie, it slows down a fair bit. Uh, oh, lot. yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I forgot. I always forget how much movies left after this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it feels like an ending already. And some really, because there's usually that scene where the guy and the girl, like Bond, well, the guy's Bond, <laughs> Bond and the girl, <laughs> like, like lay down, you know, and talk sweet nothings to each other yeah, and then like yeah. you know like people pop up and go oh bond oh they have to turn off the tv stream by going oh well uh yeah. well, the, the tracker is mr gone. bond uh, <laughs> oh uh that's uh untimely weather this time of year so he's using his duty he goes yes <laughs> looks like uh looks like commander bond is uh is back in fighting shape man <laughs> but he goes she goes i feel reborn he goes if you were reborn, wouldn't you be naked? Now, I hear you. Baby metaphor, sex. It's 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 a strange one, isn't also, it? Also, he's still in a hospital chair, which oh, yeah. means it isn't that long ago, which means no. he is well, in no we'll, fit we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> wouldn't you be naked? She goes, well, you have me there. She goes, you can have me anywhere. He goes, really? And she goes, any place, anywhere, any time. So they go and they uh, kick kick heels in a hospital bed, it seems. Well, out of a hospital bed. I love the how they the fall day. off the bed, though. And they're like, ah! Smashes the point. Smashes the place. Um, really strange in the sense that, yeah, like, it seems like he might not be up for the job. Yeah, you'd be a bit bruised. I think, there, I you? think. Even swelling. A lot yeah. of swelling. Yep. And probably burst blood vessels and 
potentially like, even probably like, blood when you pee like things like this yeah, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like there is a, like potentially like abdominal damage it would have been great if she started flirting with him he's like no ow all those male listeners out there going, ooh, oh, suck it. Um, so, and then we do a redo of the opening shot out of the water. It comes out of the water again. They I lay thought, down I on the beach. And she goes, does everyone have a towel? He goes, yes, everyone but you. <sighs> I guess that's why I love you. And I'm like, whoa, are we like jumping like way ahead in this movie? Yeah, it seems a bit too over quick. It does. Like, it was you just know, like... Bond trust nobody. Yeah, and then it was like, I'm, 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 I'm 100% committed now to this I've woman. Now i the L word. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like... It's because he's playing chips. He's all in now, isn't he? Like, maybe if we cut, like, four <laughs> minutes out of the airport, like, chase scene, we could have developed this just a little bit. Just a bit. Oh, and so... say I love you, that's a big thing. He wants to chuck it all in before he becomes soulless, and he quits via email. <laughs> he does. Uh, off to Venice. Uh, Ve- Vesper sees someone with a darkened out single spectacle on a pair of uh, glasses. Uh, it was that was the first sailboat legitimately allowed up the Grand Canal in over three hundred years. Wow! Which goes to show that you can have your laws and people can have money, and you decide which one's more important. Yeah. Yep. They throw enough money at you. What are you gonna it's a great shot, though. Yeah, yeah, great, great shot. She stopped wearing the necklace. That's a big deal. Um, we didn't mention that yeah, earlier. She's put in the account and needs, because the geeky little ba- banker from the casinos, oh, hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> put in your thing, and they find that the password's you. It's Vesper. And it's a good thing. I don't know how she got it to work, because, you know, he wrong. punched it in wrong earlier. Yeah. But Maybe she spelt it wrong as well. Maybe she went dot, 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 dot. Maybe that was enough to get it sort of the, to open up. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, so she's going to go get the money. He's going to get supplies. And they're going to go ahead and run away for to spend their life together. Yeah. And they're going to meet in 30 minutes. And it's this beautiful two shot. And the sun's shining a little bit on him in the light. And she's a little bit dark in the shadow of it all. And I'm like, yeah. Because I know it's coming. I'm like, yeah. interesting, interesting metaphor there. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, then, he didn't see it coming. There's a phone call from M, and she goes, I got your email. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, I got somebody here from the U.S. Treasury. When are the winnings going to be made available? He's like, what are you talking about? I've got ahead, and then the, 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 tr- the penny drops. Mm-hmm. $115 million worth of pennies drop. Yeah. And he goes, because she punched in the account. Yep. All he did was authorize the transaction. So he goes running out. And apparently the bank's in Venice because you can't do that. Like, he can do his crap over the phone from anywhere in the world. But Vespa's actually got to go in with her little bank card and the, 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 the pen that's on the chain and like sign to get them the, the money out. Oh, yeah. You got to create drama. When was the last time you actually <laughs> used a bank for like any sort of like actual banking? This is me. You're talking oh, you about. do. That's true. You're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're afraid of technology. Georgia, <laughs> when was the last time you went to a bank for any sort of bank? I mean, like, like day-to-day banking. Uh, deposit money withdraw money things like that a good few years good ago. few years yeah, yeah like i don't think i've done it in england oh that's not true i've paid money in i've paid money into my account in the last five years but like um, i mean mine was probably like birthday or christmas money or a check or something mine like. was to be like i knew a check was coming out that day i just need to put i need to move a little bit of money and put 30 quid in this account so it goes through okay Oh no! I don't know about it. No, I do, mine I would have weekly. been. I've been given cash, or I've been given a check for like Christmas or birthday, and I want to just go and deposit it. That would have been the last time I used a bank for something. Okay, Richard. Yeah, once a year, Christmas or birthday. Oh really? Yeah, I get checks. Yeah, you, you get checks. Yep, get checks. Uh, I'm okay. checks. It's just just me then. Checks. <laughs> oh, you're probably the one guy keeping your branch alive. God bless you. You're keeping people employed. <laughs> Um, and so Bond so catches up with Vesper, falls her down an alleyway. Bond is made by mono lens. They go to a rickety old building, which starts sinking into the water, and Vesper's trapped in an elevator. 
what happens here? It's only sinking in the water because he shoots. One They're shooting the, out all the supports, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a thing that I, well, I think that's a tank of some sort that explodes. That I don't know. So it's just like a water balloon thing because that's why all the water comes maybe, in. Maybe it's the floating of the building. Maybe that's the foundations of it. It's the float. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But it comes down. Yeah, Vesper's somehow locked into an elevator, and uh, oh, Bond does shoot monolens through the le- the lens of his um, glasses, the black one. That was good. Who with was a nail, nail gun. gun. I didn't understand who monolens was. Just some guy. Oh, okay. He represents the guy who's blackmailing her. We find out oh, later on. Okay. Um, Vesper locks herself in the elevator and sends herself to the bottom of the Grand Canal. There's a tearful goodbye with her holding on just with hands, what? and then she propels herself back, and then he kicks open the door. It's like if you weren't holding hands, you could have done that, buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That could have been done sooner. Yeah, but why did she I don't why why did she do that? She's made a deal to save Bond. Boyfriend. To save Bond and to uh she's been blackmailed for the money and probably has done some bad stuff. So the deal is that she made a deal the money for Bond's life. When Bond's being tortured, she's making a deal. Oh, okay. She was already dirty. Because before was, the movie even starts, she was already. But that, that is not indeed. explained. Well, not explained well, well in the slightest. No. So she's basically saying, "I'm giving up my life for yours," or something. Because she locks the thing. She didn't come out of it. She locks it. I, I think at this point, once he follows her, her best case scenario is she's going to spend the rest of her life in jail. Oh, okay. You know what so I mean? She didn't want that. No. So she gets to do this. Oh, her, I thought it it was seemed because, like her her because, partner was was killed probably as well. Yeah, I thought it was that because she's failed in not being tailed by james so you can yeah that her boyfriend will be dead so she's like not worth it or you can read she took the necklace off because now love she's she's going to die and she knows she's going to die that day Uh, you can read it that way if you want to so um so the the, this briefcase with i guess the money in it i don't know why we need a briefcase to represent like a digital account i don't know you will not you put 115 million (laughs) maybe they've got some of those like chips that are worth half a million each (laughs) put a bunch of them in there i don't understand anyway the mr white gets away with the case and then vesper uh is dead um the producers did not like the final scene in the novel because in the novel she takes uh a sleeping pill overdose and leaves a note for Bond admitting her treachery and pledging her love for Bond. Yeah. And they went, like we need it. to fix that. Barbara Bracoli, the, you know, the um, producer. producer, and Michael G. Wilson mandated the screenwriters, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, that two particular story elements must be included in the screenplay. The first was the torture of Bond by Le Chief, And the second was the novel's final line where Bond says, the bitch is dead. During the opening credits animation, there's a quick shot of Vesper's face in a card. There's a combination of the Queen of Hearts and the Queen of Spades. The Queen of Hearts is a symbol of love, but the Queen of Spades is also known as the bitch in some card games. Wow. It's a symbol of bad luck. And as we know, Vesper betrays James. End of the movie, there's a phone call. We get M tries to clear it up for some of us and goes, she's being blackmailed until she complied. She goes, you don't trust anybody, do you, James? He goes, no. She goes, good. You've learned your lesson. Are you ready to come back? He's like, yes. So this is this is him being damaged and turning into Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you need more time? Why any more time? The job's done. The bitch is dead. We find out. No, no, she spared you by making a deal. And we get a message for Bond from Mister White. And Mister White's organization is never named because we he's don't. We don't have the copyright. 
to call it Spectre at oh, this point. Okay. So we had to keep it nebulous. So they'll call it Quantum of Solace yeah. in the next movie, but it's Spectre. It's Spectre. It's yeah. Spectre. We just can't call it Spectre legally yet. Oh, so okay. that's why the mo- they call eventually the movie after Skyfall gets called Spectre because we need to reuse because that was tied up with legal wranglings because of who owned the rights to Thunderball, which is where Spectre begins. Oh, okay. Because I do follow a bit of a timeline of Spectre in yeah. quite a few of the movies, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we get to the end. The name is Bond. James Bond. He introduces himself to... He's got the big gun, the gun that you see in all the promotional materials. As he shoots out, takes George's advice, takes out the legs of Mr. Yeah. White. And that's uh, our movie. A couple of fun facts on the way out. Uh, only two days following the premiere, unlicensed copies appeared for sale in London. Wow. Uh, so Someone didn't follow the advice. You wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> uh, Daniel Craig himself was offered a DVD while walking anonymously through the streets of Beijing wearing a hat and glasses to avoid being identified. That's funny. The copies of a DVD were selling for less than a pound 57. Wow. Yep. Did he take one? Uh, in Beijing, I don't think I don't think he can. He's not going to go. I totally bought one. Like, I don't think he can be seen endorsing piracy of his film that they've just probably paid him twenty million dollars to do. You know that's, what I mean? That's quite funny, though. Isn't it? So not quite for sale in another way. Uh, dub uh, Die Another Day was dubbed by critics by Another Day because they had twenty product placement deals. So there were only a few product placements available in Casino Royale, including Ford. Heineken, which Eva Green herself stars in adverts for, Smirnov, Omega SA, Virgin Atlantic, and Sony Ericsson. Yeah, I remember some And finally, Richard, you work crew on a lot of Amdram stuff. I do. We call it striking the set when we tear down, don't we? That's correct. One week after filming was completed, the 007 stage at Pinewood Studios burned down on July 30th, 2006. This was the second time this has happened. Wow. The first being before filming A View to a Kill. So we'd save a lot of time if we just lit a match. Yeah. <laughs> Might not have a place to probably take a little bit longer to rebuild the the, the hall. Yeah, yeah, but there we go. Yeah, let's do it. That one. Let's do it. <laughs> you, you just conspired to arson on a podcast. Thanks, me, John. And 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 seed. That's the end of our dramatic presentation scene. of burning something down. Yeah. So um, that is that. So it's time for the end game. Which button's the end game? I don't remember. Clearly you do. Yeah. We're in the end game now. I got lucky. We are on the end game now. <laughs> Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Well, the random word was going to be called parkour. <coughs> but I liked chest zapper better. Chest zapper. Or defibrillator. It's not, but too, chest not too often something I say gets into that. I'll yeah, take that. Because look, look. Chest. Oh, he did, he did have it. He did have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice job. So, um... Let's talk about the money, shall we? The money, money, money. Yeah. Budget's $150 million. Woo! Big old budget. These things are designed to be huge, though. How much money do you think it takes in, Richard? Well, I kind of looked this up. Oh, okay, but you can't. So, I'll, 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 I'll save the answer in a minute. Yeah, okay. $680 million. 680 Georgia? 290 Two n- Less than double. Yeah. Even though they, could, they spend like that much on... Okay. Richard? It was $606 million, was it? I got 616.5. Oh, yeah. So really quite good. Highest grossing film until Skyfall. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand how film budget Generally, you want to think about... Mul- Liam's got this figured out pretty much now. Multiples of the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a good film might do four times its budget. Okay. The exceptions would be if you have those micro hits, like four innings at a funeral, where it's made for like yeah. four million and it makes 200. Like, you just can't predict that. I thought Endgame, like... Made a load of money with like 318 and it broke records. Endgame made a lot of like 3 billion. Oh, billion. Billion. Wow. So 3,000 million. 
Oh, yeah. okay. This is where I'm getting confused yeah. then. I probably should have known this a year and a half ago when we started the podcast. <laughs> hey. hey, everybody else has appreciated the chance to sort of uh, get a free couple of wins in that. Uh, the awards, no Oscars, obviously, but Daniel Craig become the fir- became the first actor to be nominated for a BAFTA, which is the British Academy Award for yep. playing James Bond. Nice. So yeah, he's good in this. He is very good. He's very, you know what? The other stuff we've looked at with him in it, Girl and Dragon Tattoo, um, Benoit Blanc, Knives Out. Yeah, like he's a good actor. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, even even in Knives Out, I didn't think Bond. No, 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 no. You, no. you don't think Bond at all because you're worried at first. Am I going to think Bond? Yeah. Not at all. Nope. No. So there we go. Um, whose story? Well, it's obviously Bond's story. What's the story here? Don't fall in love. I think it's, I think it's more <laughs> I think of an audience George, thing. George has summed that up in, in the three ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> steal your, steal your money, steal your car, steal your girl. girl. It's a Bond film, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frustratingly, um, that was over in like the first half hour, and then I had to sit through another like hour and 15 that should be That should be a t-shirt. There we go. Steal your, <laughs> bond. We don't do enough Bond films. I mean, we've done two. Uh, yeah. Um, Spy Hards, there you go. There's a t-shirt. There's a t-shirt yeah, for yeah. you. There you go. I Try, want uh, 50% royalties. Thank um, I mean, uh, George, you want to talk about the role of women in this film? It's, if I can preface it's it just confusing. for a moment, I mean, Bond films are almost always the bad girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. the good girl. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this yeah. film didn't give us a bad, bad girl. Well, I guess it gave us the one. It's the blonde girl. The blonde, blonde girl, but yeah, she's not really that fully developed. Fully developed Neither character. is uh, the Greek guy's wife no, no. who dies. Yeah. Um, but... You know, it's it's so generally the thing is that you know, it, but it limits women in the two categories. Yeah. You're either the villain or you're the saint. You're the whore or you're the virgin. Those it'll are be, kind of the, yeah. the metaphors. To see we get. this next one. Oh, very much so, especially because there's women on the writing staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's her name? Who did Fleabag? Uh, oh, what's going to bother me now? Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Very well, well done. done. Yeah, Richard. she's on the writing curve for this. Oh, okay, so I'm really interested so, to see. And I don't mind the fact. Oh, I'm totally jump jumping. I'll say this one bit that I'm going to throw to you. Okay. I don't mind the fact that Vesper's a bit of a damsel in distress because she's an accountant. Yeah, yeah. And that's why not every female character needs to be, I've been secretly trained for nine years and I really, no, as long as every female character ever isn't like this, yeah, yeah. then I'm okay. Yep. So I actually really like Vesper's <coughs> arc that she has with the whole, like, I, I'm struggling with bit that she sat in the shower for four hours because she's just helped kill someone, essentially. Yep. That's really, really interesting. I really like that. What I don't like is that she betrays someone on what appears to be a diamond. It's partly fault of the storytelling and partly fault of the trope of women in these films, but she betrays someone because of her boyfriend. And you kind of go, mm. but she was so good throughout this film and yeah. then was falling in love with James, which is really nice to see. It's a different thing. And then you find out, oh, no, wait, she was just doing it because some other people had stolen her boyfriend away and kidnapped him. You kind of go, oh, oh, what, it's that. What about M? Anything, I anything that's, M. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, she's, very, very, she's very cold. Very cold, redeeming, very strong. redeeming factor for women in all of James Bond. She's got like a longer hairstyle than I remember her seeing in almost anything she's done. Yeah, I like She's it. got a little bit of length to it, whereas yeah. the rest of her career, she's kind of like, you know, just like short. flats, yeah, top yeah. and short. But you say M's cold. Is that her being, look, I'm the boss. You do what I oh, do. Absolutely it oh, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. through the movies of the Daniel Craig movies, she does show a little bit of... She warms to him over time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of empathy towards him and stuff. And she's very... But that's to him. On the outside, she's still really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she'd have to be, because if not, she wouldn't be in that position. I'll say the bit where Bond says, like when he's trying to size her up, not M, but uh, Vesper. 
Yeah. And he says, you're beautiful. And you're worried that that's going to make people underestimate you or, 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 or not take you seriously. And I'm like, okay. Inter- as a guy, it's not a, qu- it's a thought that everyone have to cross their mind. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is that people would say, oh, I, I, I know, I acknowledge, yeah. but I'm saying, is there something that would, I would ever have to think about professionally? If I do this, will people consider me to be in a, pro- and we've had these conversations about other movies on the podcast as well. Yeah. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I really like him. Uh, I really like Vesper. I think Vesper is actually really complicated. I really like Vesper. Same, same. So my next question is, is Vesper, and I'm going to throw a big thing out here, is Vesper, Vesper Lynn, the best Bond girl ever. Ooh, that's an interesting question. I, I, I she gives him. What she's a lot more. She needs to, doesn't she? She's, I, I, she's the best one I've seen, but I've not seen a lot. He, of he's legit. Really he, I really like yeah. her in this movie. Yeah, she's yeah. his equal. Yeah. She's not like equal, like bang, bang, bang. No, I'm no, such no. a super spy, but she can read him as well as he can read her. She's got her area if of excellence. So does he. She can read him better than he can. Yeah, and a number of times she has to come to save him, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's a bit of a damsel in distress, but she's also there with the, you know, when, when you need to. Despite her fear, she still acts. And that's brilliant. That's, that's, that's even more courage. And, you know, the idea about what happens with her actually leads the entirety of Bond's, Daniel Craig's Bond's sort of arc. Yeah. It sort of sets everything in motion. So the I, foundations of how I think her story is just rushed too much in this. If she like died that, in that film end. two and not film one, yeah. maybe, maybe at the start of film two. The, that end yeah, bit as well yeah. that's just like oh the, the the explanation is oh yeah they they kidnapped her boyfriend and she's being blackmailed like that i just kind of went i don't feel that's explained to the audience well enough it's really, 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 really not, not. i'll agree with you on that yeah um so that is that side of it um i don't know best character i mean it feels like it's a bit of a bit of an easy win here richard but favorite character in the movie if oh, not bond who's your next favorite then oh if not bond um yeah it's gotta be eva green yeah yeah it's gotta be Vesper. Liam? Uh, yeah, other than Bond, because I would pick Bond. Um, other than Bond, Oof. I would have said Eva Green too, but it just feels like we're all going to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Do you know what I mean? So I'd probably go... Uh, oh, oh. Thingy right. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was good. He's good, yeah. Georgia? I mean, I'm straight up saying not Bond, uh, but Vesper. Okay. Uh... I'm going to agree with you on Vesper. I just got another question I want to branch off with. How good's Lashif in this? Is he a good Bond villain? No. There's too many villains in this do you film. Know, do you know why he's What's not, his role as a villain? He's a guy who's bad at playing the stock market. And, there's like, there's, you know like, there's his boss, and then there's people that are working for him, yeah. and then there's other things, yeah. and you kind of go... That's why he's not what? a good villain, because he's... He's not the big villain, He's is not he? the big villain, no. He's the middle guy. The money is the big villain. It's, yeah. it's weird in that he's memorable, that. but... He, not he, yeah he's got no he's got no gravity to throw against there's, there's too many multiples isn't yeah it? like that bit where he's like you have a 17.5 percent chance of making you whatever so he bluffs him off the pot i'm like this is stupid yeah yeah um that's why he didn't his best scene is and then we did more of this where it was him and bond alone or having conversations with each other because too much of it was about poker yeah, and not yeah. enough of it was about what was going on so the scene where he's being tortured fun little scene yeah fun fun little scene as much as the content is what the content is um, they were balls deep in that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Best moment, best element, Richard? Uh, well, you know me, I'm a petrol head, so car scene. Car scene. Yeah. I'm just realizing you don't have headphones all this time. It's fine. Oh, oh I'm geez. so sorry, dude. They're like right there. Oh, oh I can hear you. It's fine. Oh, bless you. Liam? Uh, right. This is controversial, but I like the shower scene. Um, only because I read it completely different to everybody else reading it. I saw it as him comforting her 
and he literally doesn't even take the time to get undressed. He <laughs> just walks in the shower, he sits with her, and he's basically this is where he's starting to show empathy towards somebody else and not not trusting people. I'm glad you brought this back up. There's two points about this I forgot to mention. I'm not, we're not going to have the, 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 the battle about what it was or what it wasn't again. Okay. Uh, first one being, originally it called for her to be naked in the shower. She'd just be sort of hovering over herself so you wouldn't see anything. But And he went, she, he, Daniel, Daniel Craig's the one who went. She wouldn't have taken time to take clothes off. Yeah. She'd have gone right in the shower. Yeah. And the second is they did that one take. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. I just so. found that very tender. I just found, yep. it, I just found it like like he was there for, for her. Like she was there for him. <laughs> You're allowed to have your favorite one, buddy. I'm not here to crap on it. No, I know, I know. But I just know it's controversial. No, I I don't even think it is controversial because one of my favorite moments of it is the fact that she does the thing and then has a very, very human reaction to it. Yeah, whereas he's like, like, I'm I'm a super... uh, She represents all of us. Yeah, she goes and, and going and sitting in the shower fully clothed because you need to just be clean yep. is something i can fully relate to re- relate to okay. from different bits and pieces it is just when it i i, I read it differently to liam but okay. the but the bit that arc of her helping helping him, her, him kill someone and then being disgusted with herself almost and sitting in Very the shower humanized. for then it's a it's really lovely yeah, yeah. all right uh, my go i'm gonna say my best moment maybe my best element the fallibility of bond yeah. He's not the guy who's got it figured out yet. No. He's the guy who's failing at every step. Everything he's supposed to do, none of it works. Yeah. They lose the money, the chief dies, the girl dies, nothing works. No. And I like that. Because I've seen Bond be too much of a superhero exactly. for the last few exactly. goes. Exactly. He's yeah. he's not a member of the Avengers. He's 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 a guy. He's a normal guy. And I think in order to build up where you might want to go later, I need to see him struggle with that at first. And that's totally okay. I like so, the clumsiness of his falling and everything. Yeah, everything. His fighting. Oh, I'll tell you what else I liked. I really love the opening scene. Black and white. Oh, the the yeah, the, yeah. the film noir bit. Yeah. yeah. To- totally. Amazing. Yeah. Alright, it's that time. Grumble. Grumble, Richard, do you have something you don't like about this film? Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a Bond kind of. I do know you're a Bond guy. So there's not much I don't like. Um, yes, it's a bit hurried towards the end, like George was saying, with um, you know the building all goes down and everything else. That's a bit hurried. Perhaps that should have been explained a bit more about the boyfriend and all that. Okay, um, Liam. Well, uh, you know me. I'm a big advocate for women, and they're normally my favourite characters, <laughs> and. Um, I don't like how in, in Bond movies they always die or they become the trophy or they're the names of the butt jokes. I never have liked that. Mm. Um, so for me, that's my grumble. I don't like how he grabbed her, and, but I like how she stood up to him. I like that her death meant something. I felt like it actually had some purpose to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that side of it. But no, I hear you. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. Uh, basically what Richard said, but with like, with the story of this and the, the plotting of it, it... it it's weird the fact and the the characters that it's as if they were trying to tell about five different stories with five different villains and then went hang on we can put these all together under one poker night game <laughs> and that it, it's confusing because there are so many I, I was like we were halfway through the film and i was like wait what happened to the people in like uganda like and then because it, it, it wasn't for me wasn't explained well enough that lashif was basically just like a a broker for all of these other people and i thought he was something bigger than that but he's not he's no. just someone who lends and takes money and but, so it really it to then introduce all these other big bads that he's working for or who are working for him it it, it threw me i guess it the really argument did. might be that bond it's, it's, it's his first mission he's just you know he's not given the heavy hitters yet 
No, but yeah. it, seemed, it yeah. just seemed confusing to have that. Yeah. Like, even that guy at the end. Yep, I hear you. Yeah, because no, he just appears and you're like, is he important? No, he's dead. Yeah, because like, <laughs> the patch over the eye or the eye thing. Oh, yeah, that either. was... So here's my issue. It's, it kind of weaves itself into mine, which is this film is both too long and not long enough at the same time. Yeah. So it's too long. They sort of almost tack on this second movie at the end. It's, it's weird. After he wakes up and they put the money in, it's like, oh, we're going to go for a sale and I'm going to quit the force. And up until now, I'm like, the pacing's been really good. Like, it's been pacey. I've been really happy. And then it, like, dr- slows. Mm. And we're going through Venice and I'm like, what is going on and then we sort of established that and then in the last like we just rushed through a bunch of exposition yeah that's supposed to make sense of that giant set piece and if i'd known some of this before she's in the cage yeah that might have meant more talk to each other and she wasn't i think breathing i think i'm just just confused at this point in the film as is bomb but i'm going as a result i'm not having the emotional pull you want this to have so i guess that would be my issue with that I suppose. Yeah. So there's that. Um, anybody's best role ever? I mean, I don't know Eva Green from anything else, really, so I can't really count her. Um, yeah, because the only things I know that she was great in is TV series. Is this Daniel Craig's best role ever? What, Bond as a whole or this specific film? Because that's two different questions. Two different questions. You can take either or either. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. Yeah. Because I think so much of the heavy lifting with Bond has been done. Like, how do you make it your own? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with, you know, maybe Benoit Blanc. Maybe when he did the girl with the dragon tattoo. I don't know. I like both of those a lot. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah. So there we go. I don't know. Richard, I'm assuming you're going to go. It's 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 this. Um, well, there are. Um, he's he's better film for me is Skyfall. Okay, so Skyfall so, is... Yeah. But, Skyfall but, is his best Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, best yeah, Bond, but I haven't really seen him in anything else, so... Oh, okay, interesting. So... Um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, Judy, Judy, Judy Dench. I like her better than uh, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, she's 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 great. A film we should do at some point for sure. Yeah, that stars friend of the podcast Simon Callow in it. It does. It does. Yeah, there we are. Simon Callow. Yeah. So there we are. You know what? I just had a really weird realization of, and you're gonna laugh at me because it's a face blindness thing. That Hugh Grant and Simon Callow were not the same character <laughs> no, in Four Weddings and a Funeral. No, no, no. It is that Judy Dench and Julie Walters are not the same person. Oh, really? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I get some stuff like that mixed up. You're okay. Because when we were watching that, I was going, isn't she in Mamma Mia? No. No. That's no. Julie Walters. That's a version that I wouldn't mind seeing, actually. <laughs> that's that's Daniel Craig in Pierce Brosnan's role, and then, and then Judy Dench and Julie Walters' role. I'll see that. That's That'd funny. be great. Um, so uh, I think it's that time. Age game, age game. Let's all... Never want to hurt my age. Play the age game. Uh, <laughs> Ellie's away again. We we stopped yeah, naming why. I mean, this is the last week. I think she's away for. Oh, yeah. good I think she's back next week. week. Yeah. So that'd be good to have her back. Um, Georgia has taken over the age game. What do we have? Maybe not a super long list today. No, I've only got a few on here anyway. Okay. So uh, we'll go with Daniel Craig. <sighs> Thirty six. I'm gonna say it's slightly older. Thirty eight. Richard. Forty seven. Thirty-seven. Ooh. Halfway, halfway. We share that one. That one. Yeah, yeah. Eva Green. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which are in sync. Uh, Sim- similar or younger? I think twenty-eight. Thirty. Oh, thirty-three. Twenty-six. Oh. Uh, tw- oh, that's me again. That's you. I'm off to a good start. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, the chief. Holy oh, chief. Forty-six. I think I think he's deceptively old, uh, younger than he really is. Thirty nine. Oh, I'd say forty five. Forty one. That's you again. Wow. Uh, Judy Dench. 
Oh, jeez. 64. I love Judy Dench, but she's looked like she's been like 70 for the past 30 years. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Paul McCartney said it best. I'm going to go 64. I said 64. Oh, you said 64? Yeah, but I said 64. I'll join you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll go one better. 65. 72. Wow. Oh, we're way out. If you think she's got till Skyfall still. Yeah. Good on her. She's Jesus. amazing. Yeah. She is brilliant. Wow. Uh, Gian, oh, Giancarlo Giannini. Who was he? Mathis. Oh, man. Oh, oh, that's oh, another old fella. 53. 55. 60. 64, should have gone with what you thought Judy Dench was. And then finally, Jeffrey Wright, who was Felix. Oh, I love this guy. He looks younger in this one. 38. No, I think the beard ages him, and I think he's 42. 41. Well done, Richard. Yeah, it was a good one. I think we all got a few. I might have pinched that. I might have. I might have, but Richard did very well there, too. Excellent. Uh, so, um, next thing up, George, you've got double duty here. The critics, the critics. I have, yeah. So, I've got uh, Paul Barnes from the Sydney Morning Herald said, Craig brings beef, biff, and a slightly lonely dimension to the character. He's a fine actor, and he is some of the some of the working class bile um, of the young Michael Caine. A new James Bond has certainly arrived. And he gave that four out of five. Michael Caine, interesting. But the idea about working class. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The idea that you can come from money and the kids made fun of you and never let you forget it. He's eggsy. Yeah. yeah. He's eggsy 15 years on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is, he is. Uh, Jack Matthews from New York Daily News says, fans of anyone other than Sean Connery who's played James Bond may want to look away because admirers of Ian Fleming's 007 novels are almost bound to agree that Daniel Craig is the best Bond since Sean. Wow. He is my favorite. I thought I was going to turn and go negative there, but that's yeah. a positive one. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I've got one from our good friend, Roger Ebert. Ebs. Uh, who, big fan, four out of four, really enjoys this film. Um, says, uh, Casino Royale has the answers to all my complaints about the 45-year-old James Bond series and some I hadn't even thought of. It's not that I didn't love some of the earlier films, like some, dislike others and so on, as that I was becoming less, sorry, as that I was becoming less convinced that I had ever had to see another one. Uh, and it says, this is Campbell's second Bond picture after Goldeneye, but breaks down. Um, but he breaks his own and everyone else's tradition. He's helped by Craig, who gives the sense of a hard man wounded by his life and job, who nevertheless cares about people and right and wrong. To a certain degree, the earlier Bonds were lustful technicians. With this one, since he has a big scene involving a merchant's house in Venice, we can excuse ourselves for observing that if you prick him, he bleeds. He does indeed. Very well written. Yeah, yeah very he's so good, human. He's very good. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I think if, a lot of my, well, my theories there about you. Do you I like Bond, but did I have to watch another one? Is there anything new about this? And they went new with it. They yeah, did yeah, do something yeah. different with it. I don't feel that way about Bond films. And they come out now. I go, okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to them. Yeah, it's not like, okay, we're just recycling the same tropes. Nope. So uh, let's take a look and listen to some of our critics. You know the drill. I go ahead and say, how was, what is your thoughts on uh gold not gold night cheese on casino <laughs> royale and i said is it a great film good film okay film or poor film georgia you want to guess what people said mm, good film they said great film 60 oh. percent we seem to be hit it's not, it's, not, it's not a boy kind of whatever it a it's a macho film, film in it yeah. 
So, uh, Julene for goes down in the PM said, I said, good film only because I am biased that Sean Connery is the only real bond in her eyes, but gun to my head. If I had to pick another bond movies, maybe I'd be open to this one, be on my list of okay. Substitute bonds. <laughs> it's like, hello, my name is Mr. Craig. I'll be your cover bond today. <laughs> Agency bond. <laughs> uh, Alex from Asian finance bond, said, loved casino Royale. One of my favorite bond films overall. It does suffer slightly from a defibrillator solves all medical issues. Movie trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chess zapper. Chess zapper. Uh, SNRP 2010 says this reboot feels very weird to me. I'm a big fan of the older Bond. The cinematography is very good, but to me, it doesn't feel like a Bond film. Maybe if I wasn't associated with Bond and was a more generic standard action film, I'd probably have enjoyed it more. Hmm. Yeah. Just go watch it. There's a tough one because Daniel Craig had everyone Craig had everyone saying he wasn't right for the role. Didn't look the part. Was too muscular. But I think he made the role his own. And Casino Royale is probably one of the best Bonds to date. The podcast that wouldn't die just says he's definitely one of my favorites. Okay, l- l- let's be honest here, Kev. There's been like six guys to play Bond or five guys to play Bond. Like yeah. one of my favorites. That's, 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 that's a bit generic. It is. Is Peter Sellers one of your favorites? But but the gift says do I look, look like I, I give a damn. So maybe he doesn't care about my uh, thought process there. Uh, Griff from the Paul and Griff Show. Personally, in my top five Bond films, Craig's best outing to date. Ooh, hot take there. Ooh, yeah, I would yeah, say Sky. Yeah. Got in my head. I would say Skyfall. But Same. I would. I was surprised how much more I liked this movie than I remembered. Same. Uh, Craig's best outing to date and took Bond in a new, grittier direction from Brosnan. Chris Cornell's song is also top five. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's my top ten for sure. Not sure about five. If it is, it's probably about five. Yeah, it's not yeah. my top. It's not my top. But um, says looking back, it has its faults, but still think it's top tier Bond. Danny and or Drew from his musical podcast. I love Casino Royale. I'm gonna watch it pre No Time to Die. I love how it starts to do away with some of the more pantomime elements of Bond. The parkour, parkour sequence is great, and for me, the best Bond theme. Love everything about this film, and George will just appreciate. It's got he's got a gif of Michael Scott doing the parkour, parkour. jump <laughs> onto the couch. <laughs> Uh, friend of the podcast, Carlo, low, 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 says, I agree with Griff. It's in my top five Bond films, probably rated at number four. It does a great job balancing a more realistic, raw approach to the character with great action and as much depth as the character allows. Mads Mickelson is great, as usual, the bad guy. And although I know Ian hates the poker in it, justifiably so, <laughs> for someone who knows shit about poker like me, I commend the director for making the whole scene incredibly tense. And then finally... Our poet laureate, friend of the podcast, Sir Dwayne of Smith. Dwayne of Smith. Says, I remember seeing this at the cinema and thinking, damn, Bond just got real. The parkour chase is a standout scene for me. I also love the chemistry between Bond and Vespa. This takes Bond to the next level. A new, grittier Bond for the next era. Judy Dench is as exquisite as ever. Well said, Dwayne Smith. Well said. And now it's just time to see what you lot say, because we need to find out what is going to be our ratings. Our ratings, indeed. So, Liam, let's start it off with you. Where are you going with your rating out of um, 10 for this? I'm rating this higher than I thought I was going to rate it, and because it's I love Daniel Craig as, as Bond, um, but I didn't think, because I've only seen this once or twice, maybe? It's been a while since mm-hmm. I've seen it. Um, so I couldn't really remember too much. Um, which is good uh, because I get to watch it with fresh eyes again. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give this seven and a half chest zaps. <laughs> should, I should get paid a nickel for that or something. I think you're only supposed to do it like twice maximum. Seven and a half chest zaps. Well, just as my material. What are you doing here? <laughs> Out of ten. With the random word is also his his exit strategy. It, there, is, it, yeah. is, it is, it is, it is. All right, Georgia. Um... 
I was just confused, I think is probably the best way to put it. I thought I got my head around what was going on and then it would go, ha, no, psych, something else is happening now. And it didn't give me enough exposition or just general explanation to be able to keep up with it. And I don't know whether that's because I'm not familiar enough with one poker or two bond to kind of get in on it. But I was just... I was just a bit confused all the way through. I really liked Vesper. I really liked her. And I liked different bits of it. I just... I think he should probably have earned his double O status at the end of this film, not at the beginning of this film. If he doesn't have a license to kill, you can't kill people. Yeah. But like... Yeah, but he has to kill two people first. So how does that work? I guess two of your force that you have no other measure but to kill, like in in like the line of defense or something like that, or or an ordered hit. License to kill means you can kill people willy-nilly. Which is silly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> silly billy james bond shooting everybody but yeah no, it just it just didn't i didn't like how clumsy he was for someone who's supposed to be this specially trained agent i like clumsy and i don't like the different story beats that to me weren't explained away well enough and it, it just confused me i appreciate the the cinematography the acting is good like i don't get me wrong they james uh daniel craig does a great job as james bond i just don't particularly like the film um so i'm gonna give it six and a half six and a half okay yeah. uh richard yeah well i would sorry give this, richard no you're fine <laughs> i would give this i would give this a whole lot higher um if it wasn't for the piece at the end which was all too fast not unexplained and stuff like that so um i would give it eight out of ten eight out of ten wow yeah. I, I was expecting higher well, i was too uh well, the, there's the piece that, that i explained and and then i think he's done better in, in yeah, films. He has, yeah liam i had you at seven and a half uh oh, i had yeah. georgia at seven so six and a half wasn't a big a big push you're getting good at this i am uh, but not this one i i had richard at nine and a half yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. although to be fair uh richard plays his cards close to the vest he's not as easy he's, to read sometimes he's a good poker player he is he is <laughs> he's, he's got, got hotels as lady gaga would say you can't read his poker face he's not bleeding from the eye yeah i'm shaking but not everybody's got everybody's got to tell um i didn't i don't know whether it was the angle i was watching the tv from but i did not see his eye bleed once no, it does. Oh, no, it does. It yeah. does. It's okay. not like a... Str- it's, just, it's just like one kind of like... It's a weep. Yeah, it's yeah. a weep. I, I, I didn't... I genuinely didn't say it. Okay. Um, I... I forgot how much I, I liked this film. The problem is I'm referring more to the first 60% of the film and the last 40%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything after the defibrillator, the chest zapper for those of us who are in chest the industry, um, kind of feels a bit anticlimactic. Like even the bit where they go ahead and get to oh i see what happened liam and, and richard are trying to do their guesses underneath the table as i'm talking in front of him um so i both really like this and the set the things that georgia hates about this the clumsiness i really like oh, i love i think maybe it's got to do with the fact georgia you've seen a lot of james bond movies yeah, and so the things that you find irksome for us is the refreshing yeah i like the fact james bond's not a superhero um there's so many times he has a fight in the old ones and he comes off and he just brushes his shoulders off and off he go hair all fixed now eventually craig will get there to yeah. a degree like the bit when skyfall where he gets on the tr- on the on the train and he fixes his cufflinks that, and off no, he that's, goes that's quite but cool. he's earned that through the first two films yeah, so i'm okay yeah, yeah. with that yeah um so there's that the song is great but how much it's, it's really weird because by the time you get half an hour in who remembers the song i don't yeah um I like the story. The poker thing felt gimmicky and of the time. Uh, it doesn't date it, but I still go. Uh. <laughs> um, I like Lashif because he's an interesting visual villain to look at. But you think he's going to be bigger? No, than I agree. He is. I agree. Um, yeah. I am going to go eight unrealistic poker scenes out of ten. 
Liam, did you get that? Yeah, I got it. Woo! Where was Richard going with it, out of curiosity? Uh, well, what for you? Yeah, what do you think um, I was going to give it? I thought it was going to be seven and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. No, so eight, I mean, eight for me generally is kind of where I write, yeah, it's a good film. It I, is. I had a good time. Yeah. Not like not a good time in spot. I had a good time. I had a good time. But it's not like, I'm not like yeah, it's one of those. You know, if someone says one of the best films ever, it's not kind of coming across my head. No, no, where the eight no, and a half no. and above tend to be those films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, had a lot of fun with it, though, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to going to see No Time to Die. George, yeah. does this change your viewpoint on going to see No Time to Die? No, I'd still quite like to see it because I really like Skyfall. Oh, okay, you've seen Skyfall. I've seen okay. Skyfall and I've seen Spectre, oh, and I didn't. Yeah, Spectre's like, a bit. Didn't like Spectre, but really. Quantum liked of Skyfall. Solace is atrocious. Spectre's just. Spectre's just a Bond film? Spectre, yeah. Spectre's right. just, I, yeah, I, no, I, but I really like Skyfall. But, so. it's, but it's like you said from from uh, Piers Bosnan. He did uh, Goldeneye, No Time to Good Dance one, bad one. Good. Good so hopefully we're, we're in line for a great finale. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully, yes, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, indeed. So that is that. So all that's left for us to do, really, I guess, is sort of talk about what we're doing next week. Before we do that, a massive thank you to Richard for joining us yeah. on today's episode. Yeah, Thanks for having me, guys. Ooh. It's good to have you around. Oh. It's been nice it's been far too it. long. People Very nice. To, despite the well. fact that like I live right around the corner from Richard, we haven't we haven't hung out in a bit. We right? need, we need to yeah. thank Debbie as well for letting him let him come. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for letting me out. There we go. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Debbie. So there we go. Um, so we're gonna talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, if you haven't already done so, though, I don't even know what I'm re- releasing on Friday yet. I gotta think of something because I got nothing. Yeah, you I got so nothing that. for Friday, so I gotta think about something. But uh, please check out Heat from last week. Please check out um, your Doctor Who. But Doctor Who, who do you think you are? We yeah. looked at the end of Eccleston. Please check out BFE Quiz Night 3, Quiz Night with a Vengeance. It's doing really well, isn't it? Doing really well. Yeah. And then, of course, BFE uh, Back to School. All yeah. good sort of Roundtable. elements. And I'm going to say it again. Check out the Simon Callow interview oh, on Four Weddings definitely. and a Funeral. Like, it's just, I can't believe we got him. He's such a gentleman. Such a gentleman. Yeah. And we're still hoping we got one more big bullet in the chamber we coming. Do. yeah. We're hoping. So we hope something about that. And we got a big announcement coming Next week. Say so very soon. Next yeah. week we got a big we got a big announcement we're dropping, so there'll be that. But what else are we dropping next week? I'm just gonna make it simple. What film are we tackling next week? We're gonna try and make fetch happen. Mean Girls. We are doing oh, Mean yes. Girls next week. Next week is October third. We will record October on October third, Mean Girls Day. We'll release it on the fifth, but we're gonna record it on Mean, mean Girls. Day. So that. our challenge is to we everybody we all have to wear pink. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be easy for you, yeah, but not for me. Yeah. I don't me. think I own any pink. <laughs> I do have pink, but pink's like like for, I'm gonna be wearing a button-up like formal shirt. I would wear to work. Like like Aerosmith said, pink is my favorite color. Well, you you already talked about your hair's pink. Your hair's pink. So there we go. Pink. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're, we're gonna make fetch happen. We're gonna make pink. you go, Glenn Coco, and all that yeah, stuff. Sit with us. She doesn't even go here. So all, and it'll be nice because we've kind of done a bit of a macho few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be nice to sort of go ahead. And Tina Fey's great, and she's a great writer. And this is I a fantastic seen this film. For so long. I'm just I'm looking forward to it. Really, too, really looking forward to it. Too, it's a shame because the way the timing went, it just didn't make it just it makes sense to do this one on this date. And it's nice to get Ellie back for it. Ellie and Ellie was really excited. She wanted to know what the film was. She wasn't sure she had time to watch it this week, so she's on with the film for about a month now. Ah, oh, good good. Because I went, she's like, I'll be back on this one. Can you let me know what it is? And I went, you'll actually really like what it is. So I'll tell yeah, you what yeah, it cool, is. Cool, so cool. She's really looking forward to that so very much hoping to do that there um please uh check if you want to support the bfe there's a few ways you can do that first tell people about the podcast 
Make me have to choose Dirty Dancing <laughs> early please, next year. Please, please. We are not that far off the pace. Hit yeah. 50,000 by wow. our second birthday. That is insane. That would, wow. That would be great. Second thing is, if you want to wear a visual sign BFE. to the universe yeah. that you ride with BFE, that, you, that we, we are your podcast of choice or one of your podcasts of choice, or you just have too much money and you want to give us some, go ahead. <laughs> there are shirts that you can go ahead and get. We've got everything from an NWO parody shirt to a uh, friend of the podcast shirt to an and welcome, 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 welcome shirt to all of our names in Helvetica, all sorts of choices, all sort of put up there by Ethan. He does a good job. Uh, we've sold quite a few shirts. I'm actually really quite happy with it so far so cool, cool. huzzah huzzah uh also on that note uh we have a link up on our link tree you can go ahead to the bottom of this thing if you're like i want to help support this podcast in some small way people have asked so we've put it up there as an option you can go ahead and click a link and buy us a piece of pizza or a coffee or whatever it is you, you might be inclined to do that's available for you there too and those are all ways in which you can help support the pod keep the lights on at keep the studio the of awesomeness uh, stop me from having to get a really long extension lead and borrow electricity from my neighbor Richard. <laughs> <laughs> you just told him. And keep, and keep Pip in cushions and dog treats. Yeah, so yeah, there we go. I feel like that's where the money's going to go. That's where the money's really. going to go. Yeah. He's the, uh, he's the, he's the, the mascot. He's the, he, it's w- welcome to our pip cast. <laughs> so there we go. So th- please join us next week when we tackle, tackle might be actually quite appropriate for yeah, some yeah. scenes. The Tina Fey penned Mean Girls. For Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Richard. And I've been Georgia. And the end of this episode, has it left me feeling shaken? Has it left me feeling stirred? Does it sound like I give a damn? <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flop. <laughs>